Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. The realest podcast ever. You can never mean you ain't. What up, what up? We back the realest. Podcast ever, man. We're here on the big show today. It's your boy C. Diddy. I'm Matt Makes Me Sick. Y'all know what I do, how I do, when I do. Another week, another TRPE. Today is uh, episode 278, man. We're here to talk about, you know, whatever y'all talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Before we get into that, live show, two months away. I got proposition the other day. was like, yo, I like the idea of the comedy and poetry and this and the third. You know who need to do stand up at our joint? And I'm like, who? He was like, you, nigga. And I'm like, I'll let you know about that. <laughs> I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you about that. I'm like, yeah. I'm, That's I'm, what the street's asking for? That's hey, what they talking about? Yeah. Let's give it up for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> In all theory, though, I, I'm getting paid to be there. So who yeah. knows? You know what I'm saying? What's worse, seeing somebody bomb doing comedy or seeing somebody bomb like trying to like rap like an underground artist? Which one is worse? I mean, all underground rap is is a, is you a know, in theory they want to bomb at- just atomically. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In theory, a comedian bombing is is it's I, hard to watch. I've never and again, knock on wood, I never experienced it. Yeah. If I was to get up there and do stand up at this joint and bomb, I would shoot that. Shit. <laughs> I know for a fact, I would shoot that shit up. But I, I've never experienced it, but I've heard crazy things have happened to people, and I just don't understand how or why. Yeah. That joint we were at, the Clint infringed on, the white boy was on the edge. Yeah. He was teetering. Black people got to decide if they like you or not first. Yeah, and that, like, you got to come out. Black people got to check your outfit. Yeah. I don't Yo, like them shoes. Who you know in this joint? Is them some Vans, or is they like the Bobo yeah. version of Vans? Is yeah. they Vans? We fuck with yeah. it. Are those line vines or those the deer decks? <laughs> State your business. Yeah, like, like, what's, what's going on with yeah. this fit here? Like, this is like some thrift store action. Black comedy is... Just from knowing what I saw on the road with Clint. Yeah. Black comedy is so different than, like, a white room. Remember you were saying T.K. Kirkland was like, you got to be able to do a white room and a black room. Mm-hmm. And you don't think that comedy is that, like... Segregated. Oh, it's a night and day. But it really is yeah. that segregated. Like coming into a black room, black, heavy black audience, it's like you gotta have a lot more real life jokes on the bickering of life. Yeah. That's gonna get you a lot further than quirky little one-liners or dry yeah. humor. Your set gotta be more punchy. It's like the equivalent of like a battle rapper that does like Two bar build up versus four. See what like, I'm black people ain't really waiting for you to do this, like all this world building, world and all building, of that, nigga. No. Is your, did your mama fart or not? Yeah, nigga? yeah, 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 yeah. Did your mama fuck the, the principal to get you out of detention <laughs> okay. or, or not? How yeah. many 40s did your uncle drink, nigga? Because yeah. you're taking too long to get there. Yeah. Whereas with 
a heavy white audience, you can really, really world build. And the humor can be dry as fuck where there might not even be a punchline in this. Yeah. It's just shit that's being said and how it's being said. So it's definitely a difference. You definitely feel and see a difference. Being yeah, in the- but I, I've, I've seen a bunch of comedians bomb over the years. It's painful to watch. It's yeah, gut wrenching. Like I feel bad for him. Yeah, like, it's, it, yo, it, like not trying to be funny. It, it take a lot to get on stage. That, sh- that shit is like you got some nerve. Like you got a lot of nerve. Yeah, you gonna get up in front of all these people? All these and tell jokes, at, like real shit. You got a lot of nerve. Like even down to like the live podcast thing. Like we don't really, really applaud ourselves, but. Sitting on stage and talking for two hours and keeping people engaged, yeah. that's how I know you could do it. I could do it. It's like cause it that's difficult as shit, yo. And that's that's a that's a real you got a lot of balls yeah. to to even attempt that shit. And when you talk about open mics and all that, like you basically coming in with no momentum. No, you're not like you go to the Kevin Hart show, you laughing just cause Kevin Hart showed up. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? He jokes funny as shit for this 400. For this 450? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm about to fall I've been laughing out. since the motherfucking concession stand. <laughs> the merch table, everything funny. I, I, I even laughed at Spank. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, man, I'm ready to laugh. It's different when you just showing up and don't nobody know who the fuck you are. That's when you really, really funny. You yeah. know what I mean? So... But yeah, we got everything in motion, man. We got some poets lined up. We trying to get some more poets lined up. Niggas don't know how to respond to goddamn messages. <laughs> we trying to get that shit handled right now. We um December 17th yes. at the Billy Penn Studio. Um tickets are for sale right now. The the early bird tickets are practically gone. Y'all y'all waiting around. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Go to spend some more chicken. We don't care. Yeah. Uh all tickets include your entry, free parking, food, drink. Um, and your chance to win multiple Amex gift cards. I don't know what more I could do for you. Where can you go? I went out last night. I went out to get some crabs and some shrimp, some corn, yeah. potatoes. <laughs> Bill was $130. Yeah. We didn't get no motherfucking liquor. BYOB, you <laughs> to bring your own. Right, exactly. You know what I'm get saying? Get no raffle tickets. Ain't get no raffle tickets. <laughs> ain't nobody telling no ain't jokes. Ain't no 50 raffle. <laughs> I ain't hear no poetry. Nothing. <laughs> like, nothing. It was just an Asian man with a with a iPad in a purse. <laughs> he was just talking and talking shit. Like, and that was $130. Yeah. So I don't know where you going out here in the world where you can spend that money. You can get a show, food, liquor. You get to see some hoes because the hoes going to be there. They're going to be there. They're going to be there. Niggas going to be there. I'm, I'm, I'm not guaranteeing that anybody washing up. <laughs> but they're gonna, they're gonna be, be there. Attendance. They're gonna, they're gonna you gonna, it's gonna be Baccarat everywhere. <laughs> Baccarat, Baccarat all over the Dior Sauvage <laughs> everywhere. Little Paco Rabane one million for yo, yo, that one million <laughs> shit. Oh my god. Motherfuckers lost their minds when the one million dropped. Yeah. Like they thought like this it's is a gold this is bar. the holy grail. Yeah. You know I'm you, wearing Fort Knox. Yeah, you know they make it in Fort Knox, <laughs> even though it's 89 dollars. Like they <laughs> they make it in Fort Knox. No, it's small batches. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they gonna produce this two times a year. Oh man, that one million shit took off, man. I smelled that shit. I said, "Yo, this is awful." Yeah, it's like the uh, remember when the Jean Paul Gaultier came out years ago? The yeah. naked lady bottle. It's like yeah, niggas yeah. just I gotta have that on the <laughs> on the dresser. Gotta you let know? Her know I'm let her know what I'm, I'm about. Fashion <laughs> forward. <laughs> I know what I'm doing when she not here. Hey, I'm a tastemaker. <laughs> this job. But anyway, tickets are for sale at, what's the website? Universe.com slash T-R-P-E. Universe.com slash T-R-P-E. And we also still accepting sponsors. Y'all want to, you know, y'all want to get involved on a sponsorship level, let us know. Um, 
you know, well, you know, show promo, step and repeat, the whole, you know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to the art bully, art bully, my man Kelso. He's gonna be there doing art installations. Gonna be super duper dope. He will have art and merchandise for purchase. Yeah. So that's gonna be fly. Uh, yeah, man. Other than that, man, we got other announcements. Uh, coming in regards to you know who the comedian's gonna be, we might have some people performing, and don't forget because I think that's lost on people. We are doing a live podcast. Yeah, we're gonna be. Do- we yeah. are doing a live. I got pod- an idea for the poetry portion of the show okay. that I want to throw out to you and shit. Yeah. I also been thinking about doing a poem at the John too. You should. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna be on on one that <laughs> night. Yeah, but I got a couple poems I've been thinking about. I got one titled. Um, this hoe got me chopped. Okay. Oh man, that sounds yeah, that's, that's, that sounds you know, riveting. That sounds like a whole lot of that. <laughs> that's a whole lot of you know snacks. what I'm saying. I got another one. Uh, let me see if my wife will let you stay with us. That, you powerful. Know, powerful. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So I got a couple. I'm I'm in the in the in what they say in the furnace. Yeah. Seeing what's going to come back. That we, ass, them hips. Let me see if she'll <laughs> sign this permission slip. I'm trying to see if my wife will let you stay with us. Yo, you know what I'm saying. Like the, uh, what was I about to say? We got a lot of things that's going to be happening that night. Indeed. And it should be fun. We're going we gonna to let your hair down. That's the one thing I can always say about TRPE Live is, is what do you, what Joker say? Why so serious? Have like, some, have a good time. Just have a good time and take yourself a little lighter than what you normally take yourself. Definitely. And that's what I want to do. It's like, yeah, I respect the poetry game because I know I'm not a poet. Yeah. But I'll get up there and spit a quick little haiku. <laughs> haiku is what? Five seven five. Five seven five, baby. Yeah, this hoe got me chopped. That's five. <laughs> <laughs> five right out the gate. You know what I mean? So I'll do that all day. Is that Debo? Like yeah. Like yeah, Debo man. Debo and so, McCaffrey on the uh, yeah. on the table. So yeah, we're gonna have poetry, comedy, live show, art installation. Might have a motherfucking. You might see a, a old school sucker MC drop a. You, you might know. see motherfucking DJ Marley hey, Ball. You pop don't know up. what the fuck <laughs> gonna go happen at this joint. So definitely pull up, man. Go to universe.com. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Slash TRPE. Get your tickets. Live show. Billy Penn Studio. December 17th. Yeah. yeah, man. And the free parking piece is clutch because there's not many places you can go in the city, Northern Liberties, and park for free and yeah. know like PPA is not on your ass. Yeah. PPA is out here getting it back in blood right now. Yeah. Yo, I seen PPA lit a block up for like nine boots. <laughs> My man was telling me one of the block out West Philly. He was like, I seen the nigga run out of boots. I never Dang. seen that. Like, you know, I got to swing back to the yard, <laughs> get some more boots. I'm booting hard today. <laughs> I'm booting hard out here. Booting up like motherfucking New Orleans <laughs> today, nigga. Hey, what you say about drama? Left, <laughs> left, left, right, left. Like, nigga, we putting on boots out. This has been the day. Yeah, he said the nigga ran out. Because you don't only be like 15 boots in the van. <laughs> I guess because in their mind, it's like, yo, you know, you go out, you know, two boot an hour, get a little hoagie. Exactly. Get your eat, eating skating, <laughs> you, out the, you out the door. Nigga ran out of boots. Hey. Bl- yeah, no. Nah. So nobody paid tickets on this block, huh? And you know it's blocks in West Philly where... It get real nutty with that permit shit. Mm-hmm. That was like that shit out near my depot. Tell you how crazy this shit was. So if you ever go to the, the depot, Allegheny, the 48 parks on the side of the, yeah. of, the, of the joint. What happened was, you know, it's resident people on the other side. Right. 
they all complained to the city that the drivers, because we didn't have a yard, they complained that the drivers took all they parking. Because we were coming and just parking on the side of the yeah. street. They complained about that shit to the city. So then the city was like, okay, we're going to make it permit parking. So now nobody can park there unless you got a permit. Yeah. Permit costs $200 a year. Yeah. So now all the residents park on the side of the street where the bus is at. <laughs> so all day long, they knocking on the door. Hey, can y'all move the bus? I'm <laughs> just like, dog, people just complain themselves yeah. into a hole, dog. Because yep, y'all not, not going to pay for the permits. Like, I went through that shit when I lived in Roxborough. I had to re-register my car from Delco mm -hmm. to Philly in order to be able to even get the goddamn permit. And then it's Hey, still you can't come with a Delaware tag trying to get a permit for living here. How you live nope. here when the shit in Delaware? Yeah, yeah. That shit is crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's real shit. So it's like, yeah, you know, like you said, people complain themselves into a problem. They don't know how good they got it. Nigga, you ever pull up at a parking <laughs> spot? You think like, oh, man, I got a good good spot. You get out and you look. You like, all right, motorcycles for here. Over here is... is I can park for the next half hour, but for one hour, that shit is confusing yeah. as fuck, man. So yeah, PPA, they, they're not loading and unloading. Loading, only. unloading. <laughs> you got thirty minutes, maybe until six p.m. Then you got Friday, twenty. Then you got twenty minutes. <laughs> that shit is confusing to the motherfucker. Uh, D. Ray Davis said that shit. He said, man, he said, he said, the only thing he said, niggas don't respect laws. All niggas respect is signs. Yeah. He said, you get up and get out and park your car, and there's a bunch of confusing signs. You would grab somebody else. When you look at this sign, yeah. what do you see? Because I'm, I'm fucked up. I don't know what to do. My one homie one day, and he's like a bit of like a uh, what's the proper term? Like a um, like one of them niggas. Dirtbag, <laughs> not a dirtbag, because he 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 actually washes up and shit. But he like one of those like yeah niggas, like you you know them niggas that just nigga like they just know they got like a nigga answer to everything. Yeah, like I know niggas like you that. know what I just every and and so I wasn't expecting this shit from him, but we <laughs> we was going somewhere and he just like parked like right at the front of the block, and I was like, yo, you know that's not a space, and he was like, well. Here's my thinking. It costs $50 to park in here, right, as paid parking. But if I park here, as long as I'm not in a tollway zone, the ticket only going to be 36 So it's like I could pay the 50 then I'm out the 50 no questions asked, or I could park here, and if they don't bang me, I get away scot-free. And if they do, it's less than what the paid parking is. I'm like, damn, nigga. I actually understand that logic, though. <laughs> I understand. <I'm> like <laughs> I'm like, when it did, works, it works. I was like, why did you waste 40 years just doing that? <laughs> and, and that's the thing with nigga logic. When it works, it works real it good. It works. It works it's real good. It's phenomenal. I'm looking at him like, damn, I paid $50 for the I'm a dickhead. So, of course, we go in the spot. We come out. His car's sitting there. What's on it? Nothing. No, no ticket. <laughs> yep. Hey. That nigga put me on. In the I words see. of my big cuz, sometimes you got to test your game. Sometimes you got to test it the fuck out. He broke that shit down perfectly. Man, my, this is the nigga shit my cousin did one time. So he had to go. Remember when T-Mobile was downtown across the street from the Lowe's? From the Lowe's. On 12th and Market. Literally, you walk out of the Lowe's and okay, T-Mobile yeah, was yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, on the corner. This is when the jewelry store and all of that shit mm -hmm. was still there next to it. This nigga says, yeah, I had, I had to go... Uh, he said I had to go to T-Mobile and pay my phone bill. Ain't nowhere to park down there. This nigga pulls up at the Lowe's. Tell the valet, tell the valet parking people, yeah, I got to run up. I'm, uh, I'm staying in a hotel. I got to run upstairs and get something, blah, blah, blah. This nigga walks in the front door, out the side door. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Leave his car with the valet. Go in there, pay his motherfucking phone bill, argue with them, come back, walk back through, the around door. the side come door. The like, all right, cool, yeah, no, good looking, big dog. I got, I got what I need. It was just my wallet. That's I'm out of here. That's funny as shit. <laughs> Ain't staying in no hotel at all. He said, you got to touch your game sometimes. Oh, sometimes you got to do it, man.
That's funny as shit. How we feeling though going into this week? Oh uh, man, I'm feeling great. Uh, you know, October has been uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. It's been it's been Tobin. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, my niece's uh, first birthday is coming up. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you know, other than that, man, you know, just every day, just working, strategizing. You know, we're we're talking more than ever as far as like hours a day, strategizing. What's next? What's this? How we're going to position this? Blah blah blah. Uh, we still got you know three pretty big interviews in the can that we didn't release yet. That we are you know waiting for the green light from uh you know Revolt Podcast Network to to drop those. Um, and you know, officially start that partnership. So that's pretty much everything that's going on in uh, in Chad life, uh, in you know, in TRPE life <clears throat> right now. What happened big this week? You know what happened. I'm done. I'm drawing a. Oh yeah. What am I talking about? <laughs> Jada won't shut up. <sighs> it's it's actually for for what you know how like you had them days where we go to record and you just like. How are we gonna get two? Yeah, hours? I'm gonna get through this. <laughs> how, how on earth are we gonna get to two hours of content for these people? Then you have a moment of like, like just now where I'm just like, oh yeah, we got 19 hours. <laughs> Easy, just on that one. <laughs> Yo, it's so much dumb. Like it, it's just it. You know what I said the other day, and I felt genuinely bad. I didn't say it out loud or put it on no social media, but I said it to myself. I'm like, yo. Jada was a bullet that Tupac was actually able to dodge. <laughs> I didn't say it out loud. I didn't put it on another. But I thought, I thought that to myself. Like, damn, if only he could have dodged the other bullets like yeah. this one. Damn. Somebody said, the longer this goes on, the more I realize Tupac might have gotten himself killed to get away from Jada. Yo, and then I was sitting there the other day, and I had the thought. I'm like... We all love Pac. We all miss him. We all loved his music. I would have loved to have been able to see Pac actually work with Kendrick or actually work with The Game or right. Nipsey Hustle, And not even just West Coast niggas, East Coast niggas too. I'd have loved to see Pac do an episode of Drink Champs. You know how fucking crazy that have been? Yeah. Like, I'd have loved to just seen different things that went on. But the more and more all this shit goes on with Jada, I understand faking your own death. Like, I, <laughs> like, to the point where if Pac came back like it, if he come back this week and be like, "Yo, my fault, yo, I just had to get away," I'd be like, "I feel you." I feel like I get it. You gonna do drinks at like? <laughs> like I wouldn't even trip. Nori EFN are hilarious. <laughs> like we wouldn't even trip. I don't know how many episodes you've seen. Wouldn't trip though. Wouldn't trip. Uh, where do I want to start with this? People who write books that are supposed to be biographies, and ultimately end up being tell-alls are weird as shit. And the difference between the two is, yes, there are certain elements that, <clears throat> certain elements, um, you know, in your life that may be more sensational than others. However, when you are going out of your way that all your promotional points are the craziest shit people have ever heard in life. Mm -hmm. This is giving tell-all tabloid energy. And it's like, at that point, what makes you any different than a Britney Renner or a Superhead if that's the editorial slant that you're going to take for this book? Yep. Jada Pinkett acts and behaves as if, one, somebody forced her to marry Will Smith, which 
is the human equivalent of someone forcing you to take a winning lottery ticket yeah. for half a billion dollars. Yeah. You will take this motherfucking ticket, goddammit. Yeah. Yeah. You, if you leave here without this ticket, I'm calling the authorities. Like, Straight up. It's, it's so she behaves and speaks as if a woman that resents the past 25, 28 years of her life at every turn. And she has done so much damage to herself that she's damaged him in the process. She's emasculated him. She's humiliated him. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, and she is like the if there was a logo for I'll embarrass me to embarrass you, that would be Jada Pinkett. <sighs> Jada Pinkett is a direct result of the new world that we live in with the expansion of social media, where people think we as others are in their business. Mm -hmm. They think that everybody, people have convinced themselves that people are constantly worried about their moves and what they do. Think about how you see women post the guy that they're fucking for the week and they put an emoji over his face. Yeah. Think about when p niggas go to restaurants and purposely don't put the location of the restaurant. Right. You got people who do all of these things because they think people are like in their business or right. out to get them. Yeah. You only see the fake rolly and the ashy wrists when a bitch, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And the nasty, uh, dilapidated hand tat. Yeah, 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 yeah. The flames. <laughs> on, there's always some flames and money bags on the hands. And in the words of Stephen A. Smith, I'm just here to tell you, we, we don't, don't care. care. <laughs> we don't give a fuck. We only know about your business because you put us in the business. And to our credit, we culturally have been saying, take us out the group chat. For, for years now. Take us off the email chain. For years. For years. Did y'all see this? <laughs> it's yeah. every week. Yeah. It's something else. Yeah. It's almost like once the world finally settles down and gets a little bit calm, Jada like, throw the grenade. No, <laughs> because you know what you could do? You could just leave. You could just leave. Yeah. You know how I had a real good talk with the other? He told me to tell you what's up. Remember Yo Reem? Yeah. Seen him in the gym and shit. Love Reem, Reem, man. my man. <laughs> Reem ain't been on social media in 10 years. It just, I'm out. Yeah. I'm going. I've been off Twitter now for a year. Just, it, it, just go. But people have convinced themselves that I constantly got to have, like NWA, got to have something to say. Yeah, I got to say how I, I feel. I got to say how I feel. What Mars say? I got to tell how I feel. I got to talk <laughs> about my life as I see it. Like, <laughs> that's real shit. And Jada Pinga, for what it's worth, has like convinced herself that like she's championed for women who aren't telling their truth day in and day out. Yeah, she thinks that there's some altruistic method behind what she's doing, when in fact all you're doing is the opposite of what every other American royalty, and just royalty in general, family do. And here's the reality. Women are sick of you. 
That yeah. and women, let's be real here. Men are quick to be like, fuck this nigga talking. <laughs> like, like, we quick to do it. Women, especially black women, a black woman could be talking complete nonsense. And there will be a group of black women standing behind her like, yes, yeah. yes. Well, here, at least hear her out. She didn't get her whole point out. Like, she spoke for 82 minutes. Uh -huh. She didn't get to put, no, but what she meant was. And this week, I saw so many women who are 100% just over her. Yeah. Like, sis, shut the fuck up. We don't care. We don't give a fuck. The shit this week got so... Like, let's just go down the timeline <laughs> of the things that were said. It started off this week by her doing an interview with NBC saying, when Will got up at the Grammys to slap Chris Rock... Oscars. Os at the Oscars. To slap Chris Rock, and then he came and sat down and screamed, keep my wife's name out your mouth. I'm like, whoa, because we ain't been husband and wife in seven years. What the fuck you talking about? <laughs> Just, like, what in the fuck are you talking about today, Jada Pinkett? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Because you know what that does? It's a, it's a dog whisper. It gets everybody to go, wait, what? What? So Will did that. Y'all wasn't even... No, we lived totally. She did. Yeah. <laughs> she did. Done. Totally separate lives. And it's like, you can't say that and then think that it ends there. That opens up the box for us to have so many more questions because it's like, all right, we knew nothing of this, which is y'all right. Cool. Great. Let's let's try to like keep it in that vein. We knew nothing of this. However, now that you're telling us this, retroactively, we have all of these questions. My first question would be very simple. If y'all not married, why the fuck are you here? Yeah. Yeah. Because ultimately, you want to glean some sort of shine from this moment where you feel like he's finally about to win the, win the Oscar or yeah. whatever, and you're trying to glean something from that by being present as, here's some crazy shit, I'm going to say something real crazy. His wife. Yeah. Like, you want to glean the success from being associated to this phenomenal fucking man. Yeah. Yeah. And instead of concealing your sins and your faults and all of that, you're just all out with it because you right. feel like there's some level of empowerment here when in reality it's not. There's no empowerment attached to destroying your family rep, rep, uh, your family reputation and making your husband look like a jackass time and time again. That's that's not empowerment. Like you drawing attention to yourself and empowerment is not the same thing. And I think that she just generally get, gets those wires crossed a lot, even to the point where her daughter and her mom are constantly like, "Shut the fuck up." Yeah, yeah. She refuses. Yeah. So then. After that bombshell hit, then I looked up and she was on the All the Smoke show. And I'm like, what the fuck is Jada doing on there? She was on All the Smoke? Yeah, with Matt Barnes and Get all the that. fuck out of here. <laughs> Why would I make that up? I sent it to y'all. That's how I know y'all don't be checking shit. I sent it to the group. I just, that just flew over my head for some reason. Nigga, that's when she was like Pac proposed to her and shit. Yeah, I don't know where the fuck you was Let at. me out, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all the smoke with Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes? Nigga, I'm last, I, I literally was just like, all right, it's just getting buffoonery now, yo. Like, Who got open slots for interviews? Because I'm, I'm doing every platform. Straight up.
Yeah, the all the all, all the smoke is like excuse me. Yeah. Again, you are married to American royalty. You're married to the fucking Golden Boy, the first hip hop artist to win a fucking uh Grammy, Oscar winner, all of this old shit. Action star, American fucking hero, uh conquered social media, the whole everything. Conquer social media with love at that. The whole nine. And you sitting here talking to motherfucking Steven Jackson. And Matt Barnes. About what now? She went on there and said that when Pac was in uh, jail, he proposed to her when he was at Rikers. And she was like, I was going to, she, she was like, he ain't had to do that because I was going to do the bid with him anyway. And Stephen A. Jackson's like, man, you a rider, man. He had a real one. Did I'm just like, yo, this is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, this is insane. Yo. But Will, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> He proposed to you while you were in jail. I talk about this in the book when I go to see him in Rikers, when I wrote about that in the book, and when I had to um, talk about it, uh, speak my words for the audible version of the book. That was probably one of the more painful parts, seeing him there, the condition that he was in, and having to leave him there. <laughs> and um, he was in, he was, he was in, a, he was, he was, he was in bad shape. And so when he asked me to get married, he was at Rikers. And I knew at that time that, A, he needed somebody to do time with him, mm. which I was going to do anyway. He didn't have to marry me to do time with him. Right. I'm, I'm here. I see why we love you. <laughs> And then to, um, like, he needed a rock. He needed, uh, because of our friendship and because of everything we had been through together, he just wanted to feel that solidified foundation, you know? Because I promise you, he would have married me and divorced me as soon as his ass left He would have. I'll be real with it. Right. Because so many people in that position don't have support. Right. None at all. None. You know? And, he got the best. Uh, right. He was just like, look. And I just think it was the mind state that he was in. You know? He, he wrote me this long letter. And um, I think... Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Even before Pac went to jail, he was starting to trend. He was starting to shift in a certain manner. Good or bad? Good. Really good. Um, I'm at the point where it's just like, 
it, it's like some cat in a hat shit where it's just like <laughs> some green eggs and ham. Like it just it, it's just like, come on, yo. Park was at Rikers for a month. He was literally at Rikers <laughs> for like 22 days. Right. I think it was at Clinton. Clinton Max. Yeah. yeah. Like I I and then it, it it's just getting so weird. And all of this shit is <sighs> resentment off of the fact that certain shit didn't go a certain way when y'all were younger. Exactly. You don't marry Will Smith. Literally, she said on the show that her mom had to, like, force her to get married the day of. Like, what Like like what on earth would you need to be, like... And, and Nobody needs to force me to put half a billion in my pocket. Yeah. You an Independence Day? I don't know, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, brother. Like, like, tall, handsome, successful... Going places. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. If Will don't make that call, cause you know the whole shit. He called her when he he had met her on the show, and then he called her later yeah. when him and the first wife divorced. But if Will don't make that call, and Jada is like a degree or two not as bad, she's in Baltimore tripping out over jail niggas. Yeah, like just regular run of the mill. Tubi presents a low down dirty shame seventh. That would have been her future without yeah. Will Smith. Straight up. And she doesn't understand. I think she has so much resentment for him and the fact that, like, you know, she she felt like, oh, you know, Pac was my soulmate. He was taken from me. And he he was taken from all of us. He wasn't just taken from you. The, it, the funniest part about the Pac <laughs> shit is, like, he dealt with Jasmine Guy. Yes. He had a whole nother girlfriend. He, yeah, like he, a, was, he was married to Quincy Jones' daughter. Right. The, 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 her sister was from uh, the, the Kenya, the Barrett yeah. show. Yeah, exactly. So it's like he had a whole wife. He had a whole nother girlfriend, Jasmine Guy. He was in jail for whatever the fuck went down with fucking Haitian Jack mm-hmm. and all of that shit with the nonsense with the sodomy shit. It's just like, what fairy tale yeah, world? What, when did you have time? When did y'all spend all of this time together? All while you had a whirlwind with Will Smith. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, and it's, and and that's the, and that's the point that I wanted to get to. Where it's like, yo, there's a such thing as keeping someone's memory alive, and then there's literally like beating a dead horse. And Jada has reached a point where she keeps photoshopping herself into his life at all of these different. Pivotal moments that none of us remember. I, I There's mean, no evidence to hardly any of this shit. You know the nigga around the way where like he hear a story and be like, he hear the story from a third party. Did he then insert he his, tell you the story? He, like, no, we was all yeah. He insert himself into it. That's what she's been doing now. So then she goes on. I think she was on CBS when she said this. Yeah, I saw the CBS one. She said that. Pac suffered from alopecia after getting his ass whipped by the cops. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, you know, he couldn't grow hair. And, you know, we, we we basically had some, like, bond over the alopecia shit. And I'm like, well, here's the thing with that. Pac was in jail with a Vince Carter for <laughs> <Sorry>. a while. <laughs> <laughs> many, many interviews. <laughs> many, many interviews. I was like, I don't know, man. Because the beating was, like, 91, 92. Nobody even knew what the fuck alopecia was until like 10 years ago yo, if you're keeping it a buck. Yo, I'm like, Pac had a, a, a Vince Duncan over the seven foot <laughs> French ball fro in 95. And here's the thing. When, to me, when I was reading everything that Rod was writing in the group chat yesterday, what it sounded like to me, just based off of reading what Jada said, 
is that that was if it if he thought it was alopecia, that was like some self diagnosis shit that he never unresolved with her. Yeah. So in the moment, yeah, y'all might have bonded over this, but then later, once the nigga hair follicles regenerated and grew back, then it's like, oh yeah, I actually don't have alopecia. I yeah. just fucking suffer a very brutal beating, have my skin fucking grab right. down to a certain level where the hair wouldn't grow. Similar situation. That happened with Bill Collector and Hitman Hollow when, uh, when they jumped Bill Collector in New York. He knocked a chunk of his beard out when he hit the fucking sidewalk. Mm-hmm. So for a while, he couldn't grow hair there, but now you see Bill Collector's beard out mm-hmm. fucking here, like, look like Santa Claus. Right. So it's like, yeah, and in spots, certain traumatic things that happen to the surface of your skin can cause you to stop growing hair. It doesn't mean you have alopecia. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I've never seen a consensus flip like cause you know Jada Pinkett was genuinely liked. Extremely well liked. Like she was liked by everybody. You remember when she was Ronnie on my fucking uh Menace? You liked her when she was on Different World. Yep. You liked her on goddamn all her guest spots. Yeah, you liked her when she was Peaches, Low Down Peaches, Dirty Shame. Peaches, Low Down Dirty Shame, Set It Off. Like, Jada Pinkett was all of that. Not even on some sexy shit. She was right. sexy motherfucker, but she just was like a cool-ass little motherfucker. Like, yeah. we fuck with Jada we Pinkett We all Smith. knew women like that that were small, feisty with them big personalities. Right. And we fucked with them. Right. Like, just through history. Just every hood, you can think who's a little petite John with the big ass mouth and yeah. you can hear her from a block away. Uh-huh. She got all this personality. She might dress real colorful yeah. whatever to draw attention to herself because she ain't got the big old ass that Keisha got. Yeah. Like we all know she ain't got those. The big titties t- that Brenda yeah. got. She yeah. just little slim, petite, and always cool. Yep. Just cool as shit. That's how we all looked at Jada. Then when she marries Will Smith, it's like, oh, shit. You got you who do some acting. This is the biggest actor on the planet. Y'all look good. Y'all nice looking couple. Damn, we got a power couple. They worth 100, 200, 250, you know, and both of it is him. But that, who gives a fuck about right. that? Y'all together. It's all and, coming to the crib at right. the end of the it's day. It's like, damn, then y'all got kids. Y'all got some cool little kids. You know, they, they strange, but they cool. It seemed decent. Yeah. And it's just like... Every couple of years, there's like a new clue (laughs) (laughs) that comes out that's like, yo, we ain't as lit as y'all thought we was. We actually kind of bad over here. We actually can't stand each other. We suffered in silence. (laughs) 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 And these books, these 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 memoirs, these tell people like, oh, y'all hating because she releasing her memoir, and I'm like, Barack Obama released his memoir. We loved it. He ain't once get an interview, be like, yeah, Michelle feet stank. <laughs> Bitch don't cook like pussy. Nah. Be a little tart every now <laughs> like, and then. Nah. You know what I'm saying? That first day off her period, that shit is nah. is wicked. Yeah, that that what they call it, the the, the period air. That should be stinking. <laughs> like, no, it's like there's a way to go about doing anything. There's a way, I'm going to keep it a buck with you, and I know nobody likes to believe this because we've watched Love and Hip Hop so fucking much that we just don't even understand decorum. There's a way to separate from someone you once loved and not be messy as shit. Yeah. Not be tear down, not be real conniving. You owe your family that much. Real shit. If y'all are Brilliant going to- fucking point. Say it again. Brilliant point. If y'all are going to call it quits, you owe the the world that y'all created together enough goddamn respect to say, you know what? I'm just not going to say or do certain things. Bill Gates and his wife got divorced during the pandemic. He he had a whole side bitch already set up, ready to go. Ain't nobody trip. No. 
No. Bezos, him and his Be- wife got Dog. divorced. Ain't nobody trip. Dog. Every time I turn around, a, a Bill Gates ex-wife fucking buying another sports <laughs> franchise and giving money away. Oh. Michael Jordan separated from Juanita. Juanita's like, you you got to bring your ass home and leave these white women alone or we divorce. And Mike said, well, listen, I could do 150. <laughs> I, I could do 150. One time. One, one time, time 150. <laughs> I can do that right now. Mike said, good. I can, I can live in peace. <laughs> That's reality. You can just go your separate ways and not be. Remember when me, we split and you was like, this is the classiest breakup ever? Sometimes you can just do that. Yeah. You don't need to go on all the smoke and say this. You don't need to go. And it's just getting to the point where you're just saying and doing anything. Yep. Saying and doing anything. The August Alcina shit, we didn't need to know. People have, like, the August shit was so egregious and such a big cultural moment. People have now forgot it. Because so much other shit has occurred in the world. They're like, oh, shit, that did happen. Dog, the word entanglement is forever etched in society because of y'all. This is how messy that situation was. Let's rehash it. (laughs) August Alcina is Jaden Smith's friend. Well, he was. You fuck my mom. We're not friends anymore. Yeah, we're not good. If you... Dick my mom down. Yeah. We are nah, probably not cool. Nah, bro. We're probably not yeah. going to get street tacos. Together. I'm not online. <laughs> We're not playing too Matter of fact, I'm deleting you mm-hmm. from this shit. So, August was going through um, physical and psychological trauma. He moved into the house house with the Smiths because where else do you go when you're yeah. having physical nah, psychological trauma? Not going to tra- a doctor. <laughs> Going to fuck Jada. Going to fuck Jada. See what's going on over here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on over here? So, so he moves in the house. He moves in the house. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. He moves in the house, and by Will and Jada's words, he was very sick. Very, very sick. And what was he sick with? We don't know. Yeah. He was very, very sick. I don't think he got some sort of autoimmune disease or something. I was like that. like, what was the like was yeah. it like mesothelioma? Like, what, was, <laughs> what was the disease that he had? Emphysema, that- like Smoke too many camels. Like, what? What is the cause of it? So we never do that as a culture. No, like, what but he, the disease but, but was? But Will said on Red Table Talk he was very, very sick. Yeah. Very, very sick. Um. So, so Jada decides the only way to nurse him back to health uh, is the fucking is to put this pussy on his nose. Once he get that pussy up in in his in his navel in his nasal passages, yeah, that's that, gonna clear out the you blockage. Let that, you let that pussy get up in your in your bones. <laughs> you gonna be all right. I'm saying '90s it was Robitussin. Yeah. 2020s is, is pussy. Yeah. So she put that pussy on his nose, and now, sort of like Matt with his former fling with that uh, older lady, he thought that they was a couple. Yo. Damn, so what I where, where's Will's gonna sleep so at? So where the car keys at? What car what <laughs> yeah. car should I drive? Which yeah. one? Uh. You know how weird that situation was? And you remember this is before women had turned on Jada. And women tried to make that <laughs> seem like nothing crazy had happened. And I remember talking to a female that I know, and I'm like, let's just simply reverse, reverse the, roles. the roles. And she's like, what you mean? And I'm like, let's say Willow had a friend, right? Not even a famous friend, just a friend. Just a friend. Just a friend who 
had some mesothelioma, something, <laughs> some some emphysema, BV, yes, something. <laughs> very very sick. They got very powerful water yeah, pressure at the Smith House. Yeah. We're gonna clean that BV out, you. Let's say Willow had a friend who was a little sick, and she decided, yo, I'm not going to see no medical treatment. I'm not going to no specialist. I'm going to the Smith House. Yeah. Coming there because I want to get better. And while she's there to get better, Will comes in there fresh off of an iRobot shooting. <laughs> Right? <laughs> he real greasy. <laughs> and come in and pipe Willow Friend down. Use his dick as a thermometer. <laughs> Your temperature, is, internal temperature is way off. I, I'm getting at least 104. Your internal <laughs> Way off. Gotta check that butthole next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dr. Will wanna play a game. It's called yeah. Which Hole Feel the Best. <laughs> Yo, imagine if Will fucked one of her friends and then went on national TV and made Jada and his mom sit there and say, Yeah, no, nah, I had an entanglement. You know. But hey, you know, shit happens. You know, that's what you, you know, I was trying to help her get better. Cause that's what Jada really said. Yes. He was sick and I tried to help him. Very, very sick. Nobody in a right mind would have let Will Smith rock. I guarantee you, Will Smith wouldn't have, he wouldn't have been able to even play King Richard no. in the movie. They would have CGI'd the shit out of Will out of that movie. That like, should have been nigga, Jamie Foxx in short order, dog. nigga. You shitting me? Nick Cannon starring as <laughs> Serena Williams. King Richard. <laughs> King Richard. King Richard, the reshoots. <laughs> Star Nick Cannon. Nigga. Trust and believe me, Will Smith would have fucked one of Willow's friends. You'd have seen King Erner in that video <laughs> before you seen fucking Will Smith in it. You are crazy. Shit, me. So it's just insane to just see the way these people act with this shit that go on, man. It's nonsense. And Jada has just been on a nonsense train for the last couple years to where it's like... She got about a solid, solid half a decade in on her bullshit. Where I've never seen where media personalities... Are, are like, yo, stop. <laughs> just stop. You Because you called us. So yo, just, just stop. <laughs> stop. I understand that marriage is in. I understand that relationships in. I understand that love can go and people can change the way they feel about anything. I get that. But once you get to that place or that level with somebody, you just owe yourself you owe them, and you yeah. owe everything in the world that y'all created. You owe respect and decorum to that world. Yep. That's just the bottom line. There is no... You have to stop talking about Tupac Shakur. Today. For, for all intents and pur purposes, I hate to be that guy. If we saw... Give me a couple that we all know. Uh, Big Sean and Janae Aiko. If Janae Aiko, if Big Sean tomorrow died and Janae Aiko was out telling story after story after story after story after story, it would kind of make sense because Big Sean has gone on record that he loved that girl yeah. and is with that girl and got a baby with that girl. For all it's worth, Tupac was a hoe <laughs> and never once loved none of y'all. <laughs> seen Tupac like I'm in love with this girl right here and to substantiate the point in the all the smoke clip Jada said he would have got out of jail and immediately divorced me 
Because that's the type of nigga he was. At least Biggie with Faith was like, no, nah, that's my BM and I love her and I'm choking niggas out over there. Like, yeah. Biggie would knock Stevie J head off <laughs> if he was alive. I know that for a fact. Pac would dead ass come back and not care. <laughs> oh, damn, you were Will? Oh, that's what's up. <laughs> that's what's up, girl. You did good for you. Better him than me. Yeah. Right up. Dumbass nigga. Like... Pac never once was like, yeah, no, nah, that's my baby Pac girl was right there. everything smoking, man. Um, Sally Richardson. Uh, I told you about to say Sally Justin. No, 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 I was no, like, no. Pac was wild as shit. No, Sally Richardson, Madonna, fucking, uh, uh, like we said, uh, Kadada Jones. Yo. Like, just Jasmine Guy. Just like everything. Faith, shit. allegedly. <laughs> Bad boy girlfriends. Well, <laughs> yeah, Pac was a, I mean, Pac was a motherfucker, dog. Bach was crazy. So it's just a dumbass thing to keep going on and on and on about. Excuse me. When we, we, there are people who, if none of this would have happened, they would have never even tied Jada to Tupac. No. I'm not joking. There's a lot of people who felt like that. And there's, that. that's an era where there like photos and like digital records and all of that shit is not in abundance. So we got what we got for years and years and years. We saw maybe two or three pictures of them together in that damn video from them performing parents just don't understand. Yeah. That was it. And because you realized over the last 20 years, no other evidence has come out. Now I could just make up shit. I mm. could just say whatever I want. I could put myself in all of these different moments and memories and all of that that nobody can verify because even Afini Shakur, may God rest her soul, is no longer with us. Mm. Nobody can ver uh, confirm or deny none of this shit. It's weird, man. It's fair. I, I, I do, do. Does any of this change how you feel about Will with the night? It makes me feel like Will um, has like some sort of like a humiliation fetish or something almost. No, 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 no. I meant like with what happened at the Oscars. Oh, I mean, like, over just over time, before Jada even got to talking, over time, I think both of our opinions changed on what happened that night. Mm. Like our initial reaction was sometimes you got to slap a motherfucker. Mm. And then probably about two weeks later, we was like, Maybe not at the Oscars. And then two weeks after that, we was like, all right, you probably should slap a nigga at work. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Jada in another interview this week apparently said that Chris Rock came at her during the split. Saw some shit in Us Weekly. Yeah. And, and I love to take you on a date. Yeah, and and she was like, no. And he's all right, well, I ain't mean to offend you, you know, whatever, whatever. And I guess Will found out about that. Yeah. So then fast forward now to John, he makes the joke. Looks at Jada, she mad, yo, what the fuck? And Will, like, I'm going to keep it a buck, man. Y'all as women, and it's so crazy because I, I was saying this shit today. I saw a girl the other day was like, I love, I love fucking with niggas and seeing them go crazy <laughs> over me. And I was like, you're going to end up. In a in a ditch. Yeah, you're gonna end up in a fucking uh in a in the, one of them little uh, cookout uh yeah like uh, coolers. I as a man know I don't ever want to be near a nigga that's off his rocker no. because that shit like and y'all be thinking that that shit is like funny or like a cool thing and it's like no 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 the last thing you want is a nigga like a black nigga <laughs> out of his biscuit for the mo like you don't want to experience that yo. Cause ain't no telling what he'll do. He'll put you in a diamond cutter ain't down no, down thirty seven stairs. Ain't no telling where this gonna go. Will Smith got on stage in front of the world at the Oscars. The Oscar he had been trying to get for the last fifteen years. 
Ali was a one. Yeah. And he thought he was going to get it for that. Will been actively trying to get an Oscar for like 20 years. On the night where it was like, yo, you're probably going to win this one. He got up and slapped a fucking legendary comedian senseless behind some nonsense with y'all. We lucky Will Smith didn't attack everybody in the crowd. Right. Like, real <laughs> shit. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Good. <laughs> hey, you know, Will Smith left David the Covenant. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just slapping niggas for no Fucking Marissa Tomei? Like, why would he slap Aunt Meg? Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Danny DeVito. Everybody <laughs> just, got it. Just, just ass whoopings, like... Remember the, uh, uh, it's funny as shit, but Chris Rock had a skit on the Chris Rock show where, remember when uh, the school shootings and shit was starting to take off? He had a joint where it was a uh, man went on a rampage slapping people upside the head. He like walked <laughs> into a bank and just started slapping that shit out of everybody. Like, that's real. You realize like, damn, Will Real Live was like dealing with trauma. Yeah. Like a motherfucker. All at the hands of this because it's like, you know what I'm going to say? Uh, 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 when a woman's fed up, R. Kelly, you know, I hate to bring him up, but it's yeah. the truth. R got some real songs. You know what I'm saying? Like, when a woman's fed up, there's no telling where this shit going to go. And for whatever reason, she has just been on a mission for the last eight or nine years to just be like, yo, I got to bring the Will Smith allure yeah. down to nothing. Yo, it almost makes me feel like they're, like, I'm almost waiting for the Will Beats Me, like, John, the drop or something like that. You Like, because she's going to need, at some point, you need some sort of justification. Because in everything that you describe him as, he's a great guy, he's a terrific father, he's so he's so giving, and this, 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 and this. And then you just shit on him again. So it's like, I, at this point, I'm waiting for the, for the villain arc uh, like that. Like, Will Smith punched you in the eye one time because he saw you, like, Fucking looking at a, a sidekick yeah. message from Tupac. Or yeah, some you like, was licking a word up Tupac <laughs> poster or something like it's just something weird. And be like, nah, he went upside my head. Like, ah, okay, wouldn't believe it, but yeah. still, I think just as a community, we're all kind of just over Jada Pinkett. So today, more news came out. Oh shit, I missed this. <laughs> I was I was at the Jada gym. Pinkett reveals that she and Will Smith never signed a prenup. Listen, weddings are beautiful, but they can be very romanticized. I feel that a very real moment for the two of us to look each other in the eyes, recognize that there would be tough times in this journey, and to say to each other, no matter what, we're going to figure it out. And that's what why we don't need a prenup, because I'm making a promise that divorce won't be necessary, that we will figure this out. Figure out how to ruin your reputation, you bitch-ass nigga. No. That's the only thing she figured out. I, I I wonder how that I, and 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 I'm not saying that that's some shit I want to go through or not, but it's just like how does that work? Where like y'all are married and y'all get to the point where you just like we're gonna separate but stay married and see if we can figure this out. I'm a date people, you gonna date people, and it just be like I don't I I'm not good with that. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm not, this is yeah, not I'm okay. Not, I, <laughs> 
I'm not okay with I'm gonna stay on my wing, no. you stay on yours. What, I'm not really say, feeling I, I'm, I'm not feeling this. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Phil. I tried to get him to sneak into the employee lot down at the Air Force. I, I'm not feeling this. <laughs> like, straight up, dog. Like, I'm not feeling this. This is crazy. Yeah, it does. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. And, uh, you know, with this book dropping and all of that, it, I just don't see there being any end in sight. We're going to. You know, because niggas don't read. They got to take yeah, these yeah, excerpts yeah. and leak them to social media and all of that to get people interested. <clears throat> and it, it's just never going to stop, man. We're going to be on week 67 of this shit. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be a New York Times bestseller the whole fucking nine. Like, it's, it's just a shit show, man. I feel bad for Will, but to my other point that I was making... It almost seems like he has like a humiliation fetish or something because at what point do you just say, you know what, fuck the money, my peace of mind and my reputation means more, I'm just going to disengage. Like I can't be a part of this no more because you it, you look complicit by the fact that you're not taking any action. You're not, you're not saying anything. Not that you have to, but the fact that she's always talking, you're never talking, it, it just looks, it looks bad. Yeah. No, I, I see what you're saying. The optics look bad. Because it's clear she hates you. <laughs> I think I think we understood that seventy four uh, press leaks ago that she hates this man. I think in the grand scheme of what happened was Pac was a hoe. She liked Pac, but never made the 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 move yeah. or whatever because he was a hoe. Yeah. Pac gets out of jail. He's with Death Row. She looked like you know I get you know. <laughs> You want to be nice, whatever, but you know, got to get his one point five back yeah. up. Got fuck some niggas' wives. We got to shoot a couple niggas, beat some niggas up. Pot goes down the death row rabbit hole, ends up losing his life. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of resentment there, but while there's resentment there, there's also a nigga who's about to star in a movie that's going to make a billion dollars. Will Smith is coming off Fresh Prince. He's handsome. He's six three. He's in shape. He got a lot of money. Okay. They literally, Jada said in the thing, she had just got a new crib in Maryland and never stayed in the crib when Will called her. <laughs> He's like, Will called her and she flew to L.A. and yeah. never stayed in the house. She said that. So it's like, you, I know bitches who act like this. Yeah. They in Philly. <laughs> Seriously. Real shit. Seriously. You let Bradley Bill call that bitch tonight. <laughs> what house? What house? <laughs> yeah. So she took off and then you end up being with Will. And you get with Will, and you know, I, I, you, we all can look at Will and tell he not Pac. Right. Where's a video going around now? Will and Jada dancing. Will got on a tank top with airbrushed on the on the shirt to say Big Willie. It's just like <laughs> that ain't Pac energy. That ain't, that ain't Pac energy. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't too Pac. That ain't Pac energy at all. That is not Machiavelli nah, anything. Nah, that, that is not uh, troublesome. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but Will is uber successful. Independence yeah. Day, Men in Black, all of this shit that's just made. In, all the Men in Blacks did like $600 million. Like, Will yeah. is just an entity at this point. So you go into world premieres and over here in Italy and London and Istanbul and Macau and just all around the fucking world with a nigga that's filthy. Like, that, that. Shit, Will was the first A-lister to do a Netflix movie. You see, like, that, that, that. Bright movie. That money from that shit is that rap money. At, you I remember rap money at the time wasn't. Exactly. Like Biggie, people. I don't think people realize. Man, Biggie, niggas was getting twenty five hundred, five thousand for a show. Biggie and Tupac weren't rich. 
they wound up becoming super successful in album sales behind the East Coast, West Coast beef. Yeah. But like, let's be real here. Pac needed Suge to get him out of jail. Yeah. I didn't, he didn't have the money to yeah, get Big out of jail. Big sold his publishing to Puff for $400,000. Like, they weren't rich by any means at all. So the money over here is just, it's triumphant compared yeah. to that shit. And you know, like any whirlwind, you kind of could get wrapped up in the shit. But enough Big Willie airbrush tank tops and stupid little <laughs> move, little moves, and you you don't curse in your music. Like think about if you fucking with Pac, yeah, and then your new boyfriend rapper don't curse. She's like, I wish Will call me a bitch, please. Right. <laughs> I've been getting on this nigga nerves for nine months. He will not curse me out. Just choke me one good time, Will. You know. I'm surprised Jay didn't never run off with DMX. <laughs> you know, like, seriously. The next best thing. Next best thing. Smoke it. I, I, yeah. Like, but. Can, 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 can we confirm that, that Pac ever even got the pussy? Can we confirm that? Is that a thing? So. I don't think that's ever been confirmed. I don't think so. Which makes this even stranger. Yeah. Going to the end of the, the ocean for a nigga you never you had never sex. had sex with but is that, crazy. But that happens, though. People be in love with people they've never touched. I've seen it. No, it definitely happens. Mm. I don't agree with it. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't condone it. But, <laughs> it but it happens. Yeah. I don't, I don't condone that shit, but it happens. But you wit will, and the resentment of just you know having somebody you yeah. feel like you was your soulmate that you just never went there with, and this shit go on and on and on, and you know how I go. Bahamas promises. You realize you hate a motherfucker. How do you get out? Yeah, you hate a motherfucker two kids later. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure Will was doing whatever, you know, because it's Will. Like, what the yeah. fuck? I know, I know poor niggas who do whatever. So I can only imagine what the most successful actor on the planet is doing. You know what I'm saying? That shit start happening. You like, you know what? I got to get out of this joint. I'm going to fuck Jaden. Best friend, see if that works. Damn, that don't that, work. Oh, Will shit. coming on the show. He gonna come to the show? Shit, all right. <laughs> to set me straight? <laughs> and instead of leaving me? Don't give me a stern talking yeah, to. Just leave. Yeah, yeah. Please. And, you know, it's just at the at the joint where I guess they separated and they, they, they live in totally separate yeah. lives, I guess, or whatever. Keeping your word is honorable. I respect the fuck out of that. But keeping your word... To the point where you also are actively sabotaging the marriage in the, in the spirit of keeping your word is like I'd rather you just leave. Yeah. Rather than you keep your word and say you never gonna leave me, but embarrass me every four months, I'd rather you just leave. I ain't gonna hold you. Call me crazy. Straight up. But end all be all. I personally, this is Matt here at the TRP Realist Podcast ever. I just want Jada to not do. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another interview ever. <laughs> it's a tall ask, my boy. I'd be perfectly fine with it because it's going to cut through because it's like Dame Dash doing interviews where Dame go up there and talk about his new movie. 
We don't care. He talk about his new clothing line. We don't care. He talk about the weed that he's smoking and diabetes. We don't care. The second he say, and you know, me and Jay, they're going to they're gonna clip. <laughs> yep. So it's like that with Jada. If you start talking and mention anything with Tupac and Wilson, it's going to go. He missed it? He missed it. Wow. Fuck. It's going to go. Yeah. It's going to go. It's guaranteed traction. Guaranteed traction. Guaranteed. To your Dame Dash point. I kind of wanted to transition <laughs> into that. To your Dame Dash point. Dame has a new interview that came out yesterday with Dayton Thomas. For those of you that don't know, Dayton Thomas was the editor-in-chief at Vibe, at King Magazine, the founder of fucking King Magazine, just huge in the media space, a literal black media legend, black journalistic legend, Dayton Thomas. If y'all don't know him, Google him. He's a big fucking deal. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to Day Twizzy. Now, they, they, Dame has <laughs> Dame has these interviews, these interview series that he's dropping like every month, uh, the CEO show. And he talks to other company founders, CEOs, presidents, stuff like that. Last month, it was Willie Esco. Excellent fucking interview. Excellent interview. Because they were kind of interviewing each other. Super dope. And they were getting into the, all of the minutia of the fashion industry and all of that. This interview that just dropped with Dayton is not that. This is essentially like an expose where Dame is using this hour interview to air out all of his grievances and tell like a lot of like hidden stuff about like Jay-Z and Kanye, which is super duper nasty to me. Down to the thumbnail where the thumbnail turned my stomach where it said Dame Dash tells tell secrets of Jay-Z and Kanye West. And I'm just like, I don't think the best out would approve of this. The, what? the best out, Dame Street crew. Uh, I don't think they would approve, the Harlem crew. I don't think they would approve of this. This is very, very strange and heartbreaking that it's come to this. And we said this probably about a, maybe like a year ago, maybe top of the year. As time goes on, the sympathy for Dame has waned. Because the more he talks, the more you begin to understand why Jay threw his ass in the bushes. Him and Biggs, but Biggs was just like, I don't care about being thrown in the bushes. I'm coming back to Rock Nation. And he just showed up. Get out these bushes. <laughs> yeah, he just showed up one day and just, just you know, with a photographer and a publicist and just started. He took it just, as a challenge. Yeah. I'm going to get myself together. I'm going to get out of these bushes. <laughs> Yeah. And he just been over there ever since. I don't even think he has a title or a job. He's just hanging out. You know what I mean? His name played on the desk, say Biggs, Biggs. Like, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> he just Biggs as Biggs. Like, straight up. So, um, so it's, okay. it's, it's, it's heartbreaking to see the same way every time Jada talks. is what's, What are the two topics? Tupac and Will. Tupac and Will. Every time Dame has an interview anywhere about anything. And a little alopecia. Yeah. A little, little dash of alopecia. A little, ugh. Uh, but Dame's talking points are always Jay-Z one. Biggs is a fuck nigga two. I took, took care of him through his whole bit and Kanye three. Because they have this up and down tumultuous relationship and it's like, I think his problems, his problems with Jay and his problems with Kanye are very different problems. I think his problem with Kanye is they're the same person. And 
because they're the same person, with Kanye being light years more successful than Dame, Dame can't do the Dame dash shit that he normally does when it comes to Kanye. Because he's Elaborate. so what do you mean? he's so successful. He's so No, when you say the same person, he can't do the Dame shit to him. I think Dame and Kanye have the same sort of type A asshole, very brash, unapologetic of personality. Mm-hmm. And because of that, y'all going to get along in spots, but y'all going to clash in other spots. And But because, but Dame respects money and success more than anything. Right. Money, success, and independence. And Kanye, to his own right, has essentially taken the Dame Dash blueprint and used it to create, at a time, billions of dollars in fucking cash flow um, for himself for the for Adidas and for other people and all of this different opportunity that he's created. So with that in mind, I think that when they have these moments of clashing, this is just me. Uh, what do you call it? Just giving my thoughts on the situation. I don't know this to be a fact. Mm-hmm. I think that Dame, because of Kanye's success level, Dame feels like he can't do the Dame dash shit that he would normally do to people, berating them, demeaning them, shit like that. He can't do that to Kanye because Kanye's success is so pronounced and so robust, is what I'm saying. I see. I feel you. So I think that when when there's these moments to try to realign something or set this person straight or whatever, I think when it comes to Dame and Kanye, I think Dame almost is like cowering against Kanye's celebrity and his success level that, like, I, what the fuck I'm going to tell this nigga? He Kanye was. Like, like that sort of shit. And I think that their inability to keep it real probably with one another led to the deterioration of their friendship that they rekindled. Yeah. You know, we, we grew up on Rockefeller yes, records, essentially. It was the Holy Grail. Yeah, you know, Death Row and Bad Boy are Death Row and Bad Boy. But, like... And Def Jam, but like the rock felt like it felt like we were all like signed to the yeah, rock. We were all junior A and R's. Didn't it feel like that? Like it felt like we were all signed to the rock. Mm-hmm. That was how I felt. Like once Beans and Freeway and all of them were there, it felt like, yo, like we on the rock. When Cam and Dipset came and they had the spinners with the bandanas and shit, it was like, oh shit, we just signed Cam. Like <laughs> it was like we the rock. Like, it was definitely a grassroots movement that people in major urban cities, at least on the Mid-Atlantic, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New York, Philly, New Jersey, felt like they were a part of. I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to just, my, me, personally, when it comes to Ruthless and Priority, I didn't really know what was going on at Ruthless and Priority. When it came to bad, I mean, a death row, I knew about Suge Knight, and I knew about Jimmy Iovine. I knew about, uh, what was Suge's lawyer? Um, David Kenner. Kenner. You would see him all the time. But I, you, you'd be lying to just get, like, the average, everyday hip-hop fan to really, really express to you who, you know, 
who Dr. Dre was working with in the studio yeah. outside of like Daz and shit like that. People don't know that like, you know, um, they were Future Shock Entertainment and then it turned like, into Death Row funded by GF Entertainment, which was Harry. Like a lot of people don't know that story. They probably know it now, but in real at, time, people didn't know that story. In real time, No Limit and Cash Money even when they first started like 96, 97, 98, niggas didn't know Beats by the Pound and you know, all these, it just wasn't like that. Bad Boy, and Bad Boy was gigantic. We knew the rappers. We knew Harv because that was Puff Right Hand Man. You knew a couple faces in and around the, the game of the Bad Boy regime. Rockefeller was the first label where it was like, we knew the A&Rs. We knew everyone. We knew Wayno. We knew hip-hop. We knew... What up, hop? We, we knew the, the, the producers. We knew Just. We knew Kanye. We knew... A guru. We we just knew everybody that was in and around that system. So it felt like you kind of worked there. That's how the shit felt. We knew the executives. We knew Kenny Burns. We knew like, we knew every. We fucker. knew every goddamn body. We knew about uh 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 what was the white boy? Um uh John Manili. John Manili and uh 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 3H from from Cat. Like you knew all of this shit uh. that was going on in in and around the Rockefeller system. And once Kanye. Cameron and uh, like that shit became larger than life because it's like they're influencing what we wear, they're influencing what we say, what we drink, what we it, it just was ridiculous. Like, remember the rock box, nigga. So, <laughs> so seeing Dame Dash and Jay Z who were at the helm of that shit, and we saw Suge and Dre, Suge and Dre never really seemed like friends. No, it was more like, uh. Kidnapper and hostage. Yeah, it felt very, very. I rescued you. You won't produce this shit. I'm gonna hurt you. Yeah, I res- <laughs> I rescued you from one bad situation to put you in a worse one. Yeah, like it was a situation that unfolded. Um, real quick, it was a situation that unfolded in uh, South Florida. Uber driver pulls up, sees somebody attacking this woman, trying to rape her or whatever. He breaks the shit up or whatever. The guy run, blah blah blah. The Uber driver take her behind this fucking little bell tower somewhere and then he rapes her. Yeah, I seen that shit. Dude. And it's just like, it's like, wait, so you rescued me so you can rape me? Like, yeah. it's like, that's what happened with Dr. Yeah. Dre and Suge Knight. But, what was I saying? Uh, damn, you threw me off. Um, my bad. Yeah, god damn. Um, it. talking about, uh, Rockefeller, we knew everybody. Oh, Suge and Dre didn't seem like real friends. Right. Dre and Snoop Seem like friends with Warren G and uh, they seem like they were cool. Biggie and Puff, they didn't feel like friends. It felt like Biggie worked at Bad Boy, and he was just bringing like Biggie. It, Biggie to us seemed cooler with Lil Kim and C's and D Rock and all of that shit. That's, you know, you know, Puffy and Biggie wasn't friends because when he had an opportunity to break his group, he took him to a whole nother fucking record label. So it was like <laughs> took him to another music company when Rockefeller came about. It really felt like, yo, these niggas is homies. Like Dame dancing in the video. Then once backstage came out, I mean, uh, was that what it's called? Backstage? Yeah. The documentary? Like, damn, Dame really fighting for Rockefeller because they trying to get over him with the coats. And it just, all of it had this allure to it. And then it was just like, they took over Earth. And out of nowhere, it just ended. And it was just like, if you wasn't really in the know, you didn't like, we didn't know about Dame snapping out on the Def Jam people till a couple years later. That was when YouTube came about. Mm -hmm. YouTube wasn't even there when that shit happened. Like, we didn't know about, we didn't know uh, 
Dame came to the change clothes video and that was it. We didn't know the fact that he didn't want to be at the Fiesta video. You didn't know none of this shit. Because yeah. it was no, it was no, think about it, there was no breakfast club. There was no drink champ. There was no podcast. There was, there was nowhere to go and say none of this shit. So we all kind of just looked at it like, yo, Dame, Dame and Jay are, are forever. It's the rock, yeah. forever, for life. Like, the fuck? And then it just ended and we all kind of was just like, wait, so... Dame and Jay aren't cool no more. The Rock is splitting. What the fuck? Then you see The Rock really split, and it was just like, yo, this is weird as fuck. And I think in the back of our minds, we all kind of, for the first at least 10 years, we all wanted like, yo, when y'all going in? Because if you and Nas can get cool, when the fuck you and Dame going to get cool? Because that's what we wanted. We want to see y'all back around each other because it just made sense. So hard but to get t- cool with a nigga when you allegedly fucking his wife. <laughs> but as time has gone on now, it's like you realize Jay and Dame are nothing alike. Nothing. You realize that they were never really like squad. They were never really super duper tight. They just had they what Pac say, I got a uh uh I got a big money scheme and you ain't even with it. They just had a big money scheme that worked like a motherfucker. You realize they're not even from the same hood. Like, they're not from the same set. None of that shit. You realize he was always cooler with Cam and them. Yeah. And Jay was always cooler with Tata and Bleak and them. Because it's like Brooklyn, Harlem. Like, they just never was like that. And now it's gotten to the point where Jay is so far removed from the... I, I hate to say it, but like, at this point, Rockefeller might be like... The seventh or eighth most successful thing Jay has done in his career. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's not his main thing. It's it's, it's not the most important thing he's done. No. Whereas and, Rockefeller is the most important thing Dame and has ever done. That's a crazy ass concept when you really because all that I just explained about what Rockefeller meant to us as like a culture, Jay is like, I was ready to sell the rock for reasonable doubt. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck about Rockefeller. Rock aware made me more money than Rockefeller. Yeah. And Dame did a lot in music post Rockefeller that he doesn't even get credit for as far as DD-172, mm-hmm. Creative Control mm-hmm. with Cootie and Chike, mm-hmm. fucking uh, breaking Wiz Khalifa, breaking Currency, breaking uh, Big Crit. Like, yeah. all of that shit came through Creative Control yeah. and DD-172. The problem is he didn't really monetize the shit yeah. because none of those artists ended up signing to him. They all went out and did other deals elsewhere, blah, blah, blah. When in reality, it's like as big as Dame was and as pronounced as he was in the music industry and as established, he should have at least been able to broker those deals and get some form of passive participation where he should still be making money off Wiz Khalifa and Currency and Big Crit to this day. Even if it's 3 to 7%, cool, whatever. It's just mailbox money that just shows up every fucking quarter. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just... Seeing it now for what it's worth is just like... Dame just got to stop. Like, Dame Joe might be more egregious than the Jada shit. Because it's legitimately been 20 years, and Jay-Z has said jack shit. Yeah. He's literally said Dame one name one time, and that was at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Fame Shout out to Dame. Dame was very important in this. Like, gave him his props. I don't know what more you want. But Jay is not doing an interview, like, to discuss. Like, it just, it's over. That's on the don't even try it list of yeah. like when 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 Jay publicists or his people from Rock Nation sent over like what we can talk about the do's and don'ts. That's on the don't you even try it yeah. part, portion of like the, if uh, you say it, you know your show is probably done. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna cancel. No, not today. 
Period. Yeah. The show was over. The show was over. We're, we're canceling. Yeah. You don't work for our network. We're. T- I'm telling you, I'm you're telling canceled. You it's, <laughs> you're done. done. Yeah. Don't make me push the button on you. I like yeah. the show. You imagine we try that shit. Jay on Facetime with Puff. Puff like, hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you gave it the college try. Like, nigga, we didn't even meet you on the sun. <laughs> like, nigga. Like, straight up, man. It just... I, It's fucked up because I always liked Dame. But I'm starting to realize more and more, like... You remember when Dame went up there and was, like, calling niggas chatty patties on the breakfast club? Mm-hmm. It's just like... It's just one of those stones in a glass house. <laughs> one of them Spider-Man memes. Yeah, moments. like... Like, it, it, it just... I love Dame, and I mean, and for what it's worth, Dame is still very successful. Just Super not, successful. Just not, just not Jay Z successful. No, the motherfucker just bought like a huge fucking ranch in Wyoming. He has a fucking whole media compound in, uh, I think, in South Florida. He's got another media he got one comp- in L.A. Got one in L.A. He got one in North Carolina also. Yeah. So it's like Dame is still very successful, but it pales in comparison to what Jay is doing because Jay is stunting on the jumbotron. Right, and like, it just a, makes it look so bad when every interview is just like. Something, 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 Jay Z. Let me tell you what this nigga did wrong. And right. then to end it with, nah, I definitely have a talk with anybody. It's just like that's, but that's the root of all of it. And I think we sniffed it out in the last year. It's like Dame just really just want to be cool, man. Yeah. I know you want to be cool, and I know you try to act like you don't. You want to be around that shit look fun, man. Mm. I want to be cool. I want to be cool. <laughs> I want to be cool. Please. Yeah. I want to get on the Puma jet and go to fucking Vegas and uh, and get invited to the reform event. I want to go. <laughs> I go to Illuminati <laughs> meeting tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like, seriously. Can, can I get a? Can you squeeze me in for a plus one for the Illuminati meeting, please? Please. Now you sitting in the projects like Bleach, just looking around. Like, what the fuck? I'm taking this Illuminati <laughs> shit tonight. Yeah, man. I, I'd like to see Damon Jay get some type of something, but it just. I'm not. I'm not hopeful. I'm not. I'm not waiting for it. Yeah, I mean, and shit. I think Dame needs to understand In the that better too. part of 20 years, I think they've seen each other once. So that lets you know how different their lives are and how much, like, Dame is living, like, this alternative hippie, you know, uh, independent, you know, lifestyle or whatever. He's he's not in any of the places that Jay is and vice versa. And, um, you know, Jay is just, you know, Jay, Jay is somebody, and I've said this on the show before, he walks into every room knowing who he is, knowing his inherent value and knowing the more importantly, knowing the value he brings to whatever situation is on the fucking table. So whatever you thought you were about to give me, you about to give me double because I'm Jay Z. Mm-hmm. And that's as simple as that. And he's done it time and time again. He did it with fucking title. He did it with the fucking Magna Carter album rollout with fucking Samsung, getting them to commit to buying a million units and all of that shit. Like every time, time he did it with LVMH with the fucking uh, Ace of Spades sale where he's still a majority owner of this shit. shit. Rock aware. Rock, like, square. Every just... fucking time. Now. He's done shit, some, Rock Nation. Yeah. Like what they did with the NFL, with the taking over the halftime show, and just like that's why I'm like, Rockefeller Records might be like the seventh or eighth yeah. most successful or important thing he's done. He's got a, we talked about it on Patreon. He's got a board seat at Square. Yeah. It's not fucking normal. I'm <laughs> trying to be funny. You know, he's married to Beyonce, <laughs> and he has a tour with her that grossed $360 million. The whole Rockefeller didn't gross $360 million. I'm just here to tell you. Absolutely not. No. So it's like, it, it just, it, it's fucked up, but like, Michael Jordan, like, 
He made what ninety million dollars playing in the NBA, and sixty of that was the last two years he played in Chicago. It's one of those situations. <laughs> like the money I made while I was playing is is a is a far cry. Yeah, it's a drop in the bucket, and that's some real shit. For as good as Michael Jordan's career was, his sneakers is like the you're not like, and it's just some people are like that, where it's like yep. the Air Jordan is the you know, it just uh, it's like that sometimes. And I think Dame probably does have a little bit of resentment because it's like, man, we was riding in the GS together. Mm-hmm. We was riding in the Rover going state to state together, building all of this but shit. But what Dame doesn't understand is that the circumstances changed because y'all bonded out of a mutual disdain for the music industry. Mm-hmm. And that's what put y'all together and put y'all in the car together and all of that because you believed in Jay-Z. Jay-Z needed somebody to believe in him. And you and Biggs represented that belief. And y'all were willing to not only come with effort, but come with y'all money too to invest in this thing. And it worked. And it worked like a motherfucker. But then it's like, all right, once it works, and then it works again, and then it works again, and then you have Bleak come out, and Bleak do 900,000, and then it works, and that works. And then Beans comes out, and he does 900,000 with no fucking radio play because he was banned from all clear channel radio stations countrywide for beating up Cosmic <laughs> Kev's fucking ass. Like, and like it's like you you stack up all of these wins to where you be start to feel invincible, and then you start, Strain from the path and you start doing dumb shit. And as successful as Cam and Dipset was at Rockefeller, there's still a certain way you do things mm-hmm. and a way that you approach shit, especially when you have partners. I'm not making no blanketed decision on this business without at least giving you the courtesy to be like, yeah, that makes sense. Or wait, what the fuck are we doing? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to blindside you like that. So it's like, so if everything is true, about how Cam got to Rockefeller, the sneaky av- appointment of vice president and all of that shit, and niggas taking over the all like all of that shit just looks bad to me if I'm Jay Z and I have no prior warning of any of this shit. Right. So it's like, oh, so y'all took over this office, cool. I'll move my shit and let y'all nigga this joint out, and I'll go conduct business on another wing of the fucking building. And that's what he did. And it's like from that point, from that point, Bleak says, once that happened, I was telling niggas this shit over. Mm -hmm. Nobody listened to me. Nobody took it serious because we was on a magic carpet ride. But guess who was steering the fucking carpet? It was Jay-Z. It was never nobody else that was here. Everybody contributed, but he was the driving force behind all of this shit. Because guess what? If Jay-Z flops, there uh, there is no Rockefeller. If Jay-Z doesn't work, we don't even care. Like, if the blueprint, if Jay doesn't deliver with the blueprint, we don't even care what Kanye West beats sound like, let alone his raps. If Jay-Z doesn't make the right blend of pop-friendly songs that also resonate culturally and all of that shit with that music, Just and Just Blaze and Kanye are out of here. So Jay-Z was the catalyst. So it's like, while I don't agree with Irv Gotti when he says... Jay didn't need nobody, blah, blah, blah. He might not have needed nobody necessarily in the studio at a point because he was he was Rain Man. He was just right. putting that shit together. But at a point, he needed niggas. Like yeah, he needed he needed Dame to negotiate. There were points where he needed Dame to negotiate and be ferocious and kick niggas in their ass and fight mm-hmm. for points and distro and blah blah blah. He needed Kanye's creative input on the fucking blueprint and the black album and all of that to get him from here to here like you we all need people on our fucking journey so it's like i don't agree with that sentiment but i do believe he was the most important force out of everybody i mentioned 
out of all of those characters that we mentioned throughout this whole synopsis of all these people that we knew, Jay was by far the most important character out of the whole fucking cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think nobody can deny that part yeah, of it. Yeah, because, I mean, if, if, if the leader not, you know what I'm saying, then what the fuck? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, that's just, that goes without saying. I just think at the end of the day, I'd like to see Dame have some type, like seeing Jay give everybody jobs at Rock Nation and 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 and, and Ace of Spade and Duce, you know, it's like these places, motherfuckers, that companies that he don't even own. Right, like Emory I, runs Puma. I'd I'd, <laughs> I'd I'd like to see Dame and him come to like something, just because it's it's part of our child. Like yeah, yeah, like what the fuck, Snoop and Dre. Snoop should not be with New Orleans niggas. He he should be with Dre. Right. It just is what it is. Eminem should be with Dre. Yeah. It's the way things were intended to be. Fifty should be with him. Like, yeah, like I, like I don't know why that's like such a far. Like, Trick Daddy should be with Trina. For as crazy as they asses yeah. is, they asses belong around each other. Yeah, the best version of both of them is together. That's just what it is. <laughs> that's just it. And that's a great point that you make. Where it's like a lot of times people get so caught up in who they are, or more importantly, who they want to be, mm-hmm. that they don't understand the magic is in the we. The magic is in the unit. That's it. That's it. As good as you may be podcasting alone, or as good as I may be podcasting alone, I think the magic is us together. It's period. It just is what the fuck it is. Right. Like and we, I, we and created I, a symbiotic relationship through doing this shit six hundred times. And I and <laughs> I, I I love what Jay has done without Dame. Yeah. I like Dame without I like because I like both of them niggas. Yeah. But I just like y'all two niggas around like i right. call me what you want so i'd like to see them get to some type of common ground but in the meantime jay don't want to talk so <laughs> let's leave it alone you yeah. know what i'm saying till jay's gonna have to be the one to be like yo where you at yeah it's it's because it, right now it's all one-way communication and it's right. like you can't talk at people no you no. just can't that's just that's any person that's not even because of success level whatever you can't talk at people they're not going to receive the message the way that you intended no not they, at they're all. not you said you had some verses shit you wanted to Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out my man, Rich Philly, the boss. Um, he's presently getting roasted on Twitter right now. I want to nice. salute you for that. Nice, nice. Um, so last night, 9.33 p.m., 10.13.23 from Earth. This tweet now has 2.9 million views. Wow. He says, T.I. definitely getting future gone in a verses. And niggas responded. T.I. would beat Future in a is versus? Is getting him gone in a versus. This is Free Band's Future. Free Band's Future, not Future the Prince. Yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah, for a yeah, second. Not, not Adele Noor from, yeah. from OVO. T.I. beating Future in a versus. Fuck beating. Getting him gone. Because beating a nigga is 11 to 9, 12 to 8. Getting him gone is, that's a 15 to 5 or up. Mm. No, no. Yeah, I, I, I'm like, I was like playing the songs <laughs> in my head, and I'm just like, I, depending on where they do it at, Ti would get a lot of shit off because Ti before he became Pop Ti has a lot like. Rubber band man is going forever. Yeah, you don't know me is going. Shit, twenty fours is going. Like he got a lot of Jones that's just going to go. Future got like that strip club shit on lock 
he got the street shit as far as like fly street shit. Yeah. Once you start playing shit like March Madness and Never Gonna Lose and shit like that. And just, Codeine Crazy and yeah. Mad Love and Married to the Game, all that it just yeah. It honestly it wouldn't be a good versus for either of them. No. Like I, I keep it above with you. I think future would actually fare better, or not fare better, but it would make more sense for him to battle like a Lil Wayne. Or a Drake. That's what somebody said in the comments. And T.I. would make a whole lot of hella more sense battling somebody like Luda, Jeezy before. it. it that would I would like to see T.I. and Jeezy. T.I. and Jeezy would have made sense. Jeezy already did it. Yeah. So it's like, whatever. But like, T.I., Jeezy, T.I., Luda. I think him and Ross are the same era, but just different things mm -hmm. like different ways of the trap yeah ti was like the muck and the grime of the trap and rick ross was like kingpin level shit. yeah like as far as they 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 demeanor yeah. in they raps where like a, a corner boy can't talk to a kingpin and but the I, problem uh, with it is and the reason i, I wouldn't put ti up against gucci is ti just has massive records that gucci doesn't have like yeah. ti legitimately like what drake's about to do this week where Drake's going to have the number one and the number two, T.I. did that shit 10 years ago. Yeah. No, shit, 15 years Almost ago. Almost 20 years ago. No, 2008. Yeah. So, yeah, 15 years ago. Yeah, 15 ago. years ago, like, yeah. So, it's like, T.I. got, like, massive... Like, T.I.'s on Soldiers. Yeah. T.I. got blurred lines. Like, he got massive records, but he got that that street, that 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 ASAP, all of that shit, he, yeah. he got, like, records. I think the problem with T.I. in a versus against anybody the caliber of, like, Wayne or future these super, super prolific guys is that um, the problem is that a lot of his big records aged badly. I think whatever you like, you can't play it. Like, it aged so bad. Dead and Gone aged really bad. Where like I I don't want to hear that shit, and I think that ma that's where majority well, of people like that are. Going. That ain't going as um, shit. You know some of those records, like you know they they kind of like we talked about Drake with some of the cheese on his album. Like there's a little bit of cheese attached to some of them records, where it's like when a nigga is playing like Life Is Good and Wait for You, it's like that shit's not going to stand but here, up but against here's the them flip records. Ti does have those like. T.I. can legitimately play, like, Never Scare from Bone Crusher. Yeah, you do sure. that below the Mason Dixon, yeah. you're not losing that round. He could he could do round But here. is Never Scare going to beat March Madness? It's going to be up there. Because Never I'm not trying to be funny, and I don't know if you've ever been around them people. That Never Scared shit was, like, no, life-altering for them. And he got, like, round here with Bleak. Whereas, like, you do that up here, that's going to go off. So I don't think... I don't think T.I. wins it. I don't even think... Like, so I don't get... Power wash and future. No, you don't. You don't power wash future. You know, remember we had that discussion before, where it was like certain people aren't power wash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People you like, can't do it. Like people was like, yeah, Jay, a power wash Drake, and it's like, no, he won't. Impossible. You don't power wash Drake. You don't power wash Kanye. Drake, Kanye, Jay, Little Wayne, Wayne, Future, Eminem. You just Drink, not power Eminem, washing yeah. Eminem. Like I'm sorry. I, and the venues matter. I know people like to think that Eminem is like this and a weirdo in it, but it's like Eminem could dead ass get in there and like even against even against Jay, I can drop Renegade and there's no power washing me when yeah. Renegade comes. Like it's just not happening. So if you, and what I say power wash is what Jada did with Dipset, where we just don't even care about y'all performance yeah. and the songs and shit. 
that's not happening to the top tier of niggas. Right. So there's no power washing future. That's just not happening. But T.I. is enough of a ATL legend where down there he's going to be able to get enough shit off to where it's like, I can see why they did this. It's fun for the city. Yeah. You know, future up. 14 to 8, <laughs> you know, but... But thank you. But <laughs> thank you for the... They're going to use it as a celebration. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not going to be a power washer because T.I. got never scared. He got round here. He got ASAP. He got a lot of records. Now, on the flip side, Future, to me, like I said, he has, like, street anthems, but then he got these humongous records that are, like... And, again, Future is now, so his records are a lot more relevant. Yeah. That's why, to me, it just doesn't make sense. Future and Drake would be the obvious joint because y'all are still going. Right. Like, y'all are still dropping mega hits right now. Yeah. T.I. ain't dropped a mega hit in seven, eight years. I think T.I.'s last mega hit was all about the money with Young Thug. Yeah. So That was 2014. That was nine years ago. Nine years. So it's been a while. Yeah. So I just feel like he's in the same batch as Jeezy. Where it's like, oh, no, I got some mega hits. They just old. Yeah. But, like, you don't want it with a new mega hit, nigga. That's just dumb. You yeah, know you don't want to be going into a versus battle with a nigga who's coming off the biggest song of his career. Yeah. Like, that's just that dumb. doesn't really make, and his most successful album. Like, Future's on, like, album 39, and he's still peaking. Yeah. I say Future and Drake would make like sense. Like Future just passed Kanye for number three on fucking Billboard placements. Like, but it's funny because uh, Rich, you know, I guess he represents. Because I remember me and Rich had like a Ti conversation a while. This was back when I had Twitter. I know he's a big Ti fan. I know Carl, fan. I know Carl's a big huge Ti fan. fan. Yeah, and I'm a big Ti fan. And Ti fans, they had like, I can really remember when I heard "Never Scared." It was like. Yo, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Because just the way he came on the song was like, yo, what the fuck? I ain't bad. I don't kiss no ass or take shit. I'm a grown man. But find somebody. It was like so down south in the way he was rapping. And he just got a lot of those songs where like to them down there, that like you go down Atlanta, they'll tell you, T.I.'s on the Mount Rushmore. Like it's just, it's, it's no ifs, ands, or buts. He's blatantly on the Mount Rushmore of Atlanta rap. Yeah, I like, don't agree, but I respect. Yeah, he. It. I, I. I don't even think that's a question. It's blatantly. He. He blatantly has to be on the Mount Rushmore. Is he more influential than Gucci. Migos, I didn't say influential. Future. I said on the Mount, <laughs> but, but Mount Rushmore, Rushmore of rap. You ain't gotta yell at me. God I'm telling you, nigga. The Mount Rushmore of Atlanta. He's rap, not. Ti's on. Not. He's I, not on there. I, I'll argue that to this. It's too many artists that came from Atlanta. He at a time he was. He's not anymore. Same I, way Luda's not. It's nah, just. I, it's just I, I, but I think. I think Ti for. T.I. has the Trap Museum. Like, we're not trying to be funny. Trap music is T.I. Like, that nigga, it's... I, I don't even want to do it. Because I just blatantly... He's on... As far as I'm concerned... He's not. He's blatantly on the Mount Rushmore of Atlanta rap. Let's do something else. What, do you, what else you got over there? Nothing I want to do. Oh, no. Nah, I'm not... Because I'm not, I'm not even wasting energy. It's just... It's a pointless argument. Because you're not a crazy T.I. fan. I am. No, I am. I'm, I'm a day one T.I. Oh, fan. No. I, I was there before all of y'all. Nah, nah, listen, I was there. I was listen. in the AUC with T.I. I'm not doing it. I was this. with T.I. Like, I was there. I'm telling the you. The music aged badly. I don't, I don't care about what it <laughs> aged. I'm telling you, as far as I'm concerned, Mount Rushmore of Atlanta, I got T.I. on there. Hit me on social media. Is T.I. on the Mount Rushmore of Atlanta? Because I don't believe that he is. I, I, I'm not even on there. I don't give a fuck what these people say. I'm telling you, my Mount Rushmore of Atlanta, T.I.'s on there. Like, so I, I understand. So are you willing to concede to general consensus or just fuck what people think? 
No, I think everybody has to be an individual had their own opinion. No, are you what some things we generally accept as practice or society goes in the shitter? I generally <laughs> accept that you're not supposed to rob nobody. That's a, that's a breaking the law. Yeah, and you go to jail yeah, when you do. I, so if the masses say T.I. ain't on Mount Rushmore. I, don't, I honestly <laughs> don't think that the masses would agree with that. But though. if they do. Who are the masses, though? The, who are the masses? No, I'm serious. Stop yelling. Who are the masses? Like, what are we what saying? What do you mean, who are the masses? You're saying if the masses a, agree. A commensurate amount of people. I guess. 5,000, 10,000? How many people do you need if to you, say If it? you ask me to write down the Mount Rushmore of Atlanta rap, I'd put T.I. on there first. First. Yes. I, like, And that's not a diss to nobody else, but like before I put Jeezy, before I put Andre 3000, and I'd put Andre 3000 on there, I'd put Jeezy on there, but I know T.I. is my favorite nigga from Atlanta, so I'm going to write T.I., and then I would come up with three other ones. Do you know that your favorite doesn't equate to all-time great? Are we saying that T.I. is an all-time great from Atlanta? I think that enough has transpired to and through Atlanta that moved him off the list. I said he was at a time. At a time, he was the biggest shit ever from Atlanta. He's not that no more. Yeah, I don't think he's the biggest thing from Atlanta, but I think his place is solidified. That's what I'm saying. I don't think Beanie Siegel is big anymore from Philly, but he's on the Philly Mount Rushmore. But Philly has produced way less rappers. It's not the same thing. No, but I'm Atlanta's the mecca of hip hop. But I'm saying in the grand scheme of things, there are people that are just way more successful than Beanie Siegel. Have done way more than Beanie Siegel. Not from Philly, though. Yeah, they have. Who? Reek from the Roots. Meek Mill. What the fuck? The root shit drives me crazy. I don't. My hair went crazy. Like, you said, nobody I, can substantiate bro, the root shit, and bro. you know you don't even fuck with I the roots. I don't, but I have to acknowledge what they've done. <laughs> what in their did pop- they do? They, they're on the Tonight Show every night. These they niggas are th- successful. They won three Grammys. Beans and won like none. Two, and, That's and what two. I'm saying. I think be, again, <laughs> Beans is going number one on my Mount Rushmore, even though there are niggas who have done more and are more successful to this day. That's the point I'm making. T.I.'s going on the Mount Rushmore of Atlanta rap. T.I.'s not on That's what I'm, I'm making my point. <laughs> I'm telling you that at some, at, we have a thing where we, especially us, we worry about numbers and sales, which is important. And I think it's super duper important. But when you start talking about certain shit like that, I think your impact on the culture at large sometimes outweighs the numbers. And T.I.'s impact on trap music and the Atlanta sound, T.I. said it. Niggas want to get a beat from Tomb and try to sound like Shorty. That really happened. When T.I. blew, DJ Toon was the biggest nigga in Atlanta That's a real thing It's sort of like the Dungeon Family shit When that shit cracked It's like yo What's the popping sound right now Like oh is Dallas Austin with TLC Or is Dungeon Family with CeeLo and Goody Mob And that's the way it go And I look at Future right now Where he's the guy from Atlanta So what he say and do It's like Lil Baby Lil Baby had a crazy ass run And then the world kind of flipped on him Because it's like Yo this shit ain't really evolving Baby And it's like Future figured out To where he can just transcend Every sound Every little wave And just be ahead of the curve And for T.I. at the moment It wasn't necessary to do that T.I. was like Yo trap music I'm the king Like even the king of the south shit It's so much shit that T.I. did And happen where it's just like for me i don't even think it's an argument i think he's just blatantly on the atlanta so so what do you say to the atlanta people that say every hear me out 
But you're hear you're me though. Hear me. Hear me. I'm, 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 I'm asking you a question. Why are you not gonna let me talk? I just let you talk for seven minutes. Okay. So what are you you're trying, trying to, to overpower me to make your point? That you shit is not cool, and dog. I'm not yelling. I don't give a fuck if you yelling or not. I'm, I'm but trying I'm to telling to you. I'm telling you. So what so I you feel. overpower me with your talk for seven minutes straight versus me yelling. I, I don't I, think I, I was overpowering anything. As soon as I went to say something, you jumped right back in. No, I was because you said the what? What do you say to the Atlanta people? You didn't even let me get to the point. That wasn't the punchline. Okay. So what is the punchline? What do you say to the Atlanta? Atlanta people that say the trap music shit was go- was was everybody was doing it and he was the first one to pop with it but ev- that was the sound of the time everybody was making the same kind of music you literally we, we had a conversation before the show started where I was talking about drama on my playlist drama in 99 said Godbury Road is where I trap the trap music shit had been out in Atlanta right T.I., it sucks but sometime you're the nigga who figures it the fuck out it's just what it is. We've seen it time and time again. Let's think about... Hmm, 50 Cent. 50 Cent literally crushed Ja Rule to do the same shit he did on a larger scale. It'd be like that sometimes. I can't fault T.I. because you're the nigga who blew with trap music. You had the fucking foresight no, to name I, an album I, I, trap I'm music. I'm not faulting him. What I'm saying is... You're giving him credit as being like the flag planner when in reality, people from that turf say that's not what it is. So I default my I'm saying I default to the natives in that situation. The same way if I'm if I'm on ESPN and we doing football analysis and I'm a journalist, but I got motherfucking Peyton Manning and and, and uh and Eli Manning on here, I'm going to default to them when we talk about quarterback analysis because they played the position. I think T.I. has an album called Trap Music. T.I. owns the Trap Museum. T.I. literally went on a Kanye record and said, I'm, I introduced the youth to what we now call trapping. Like, I, I just think at the... there, I, I think... It almost sounds like you're trying to say T.I. wouldn't even be on the Trap Music Hall of Fame. No, I'm not saying that. And, or Mount Rushmore. And it's just like... I, I, that, I'm, just, I'm just arguing the semantics of it. I think T.I. gets a... Again, like we talked about the other day, he gets a bad rap because, like you said, the aging thing, where it's like, if you're not in the limelight for something or shit goes the other way, like, T.I.'s come off as, like, a bit of, like, a... I hate to say it, but, like... A a, weirdo. A a joke, (laughs) yeah, like a pranky, jokey motherfucker. He's telling jokes. He's doing comedy and shit. But I don't think I'm about to sit up here and disregard that, like... When ASAP came out or Urban Legend with You Don't Know Me, that shit had us in it. We on the east up here and it had us in a choke. No, massive records. So I just, I know what it was doing through the South. It just, I remember getting Paper Trail in Texas. And I remember the energy around that shit like, yo, Paper, like T.I. legitimately got better every album. Like King was better than You Don't Know Me. Paper Trail was better than King. Like he just kept getting better and better and bigger and bigger to the point where it was like, he crushed other rappers who was around at that time period. He was putting niggas in the dirt, rapping on songs with him. He was out rapping the big dogs. Like, he got on Swagger Like Us and ran niggas out the bit. Like, T.I. was doing that shit like it was effortless. And people up here, I remember when Funk Flex did that whole thing where he was screaming and hollering. It was just like, Yo, what the fuck are you talking about, nigga? Like, T.I. was routinely dropping 500 to 600,000 first week, having the biggest song in the streets, biggest songs in the clubs, the biggest features in the game. I just, I, I never liked the way motherfuckers acted with T.I. I'm a T.I. fan, and I'm here to tell you, if I do a Mount Rushmore from Atlanta rap, I'm putting T.I. on it. And I'll argue that with just about anybody. I'm sorry. I hate people that don't feel the same way. It's cool. 
You want to put Killer Mike on your Mount Rushmore? <laughs> do that. But if I do an Atlanta Mount Rushmore for me personally, Andre 3000, T.I., Jeezy, and I'd probably just cut the deck with whoever's around at that moment. Ludacris, Killer Mike. CeeLo. So no future, Migos, no future. Migos. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would cut the deck with all of that shit. I would have to put Migos as one person. You know what I'm saying? But I think T.I. so big for what happened in Atlanta, I just don't see a way to not have him on that. That's just me personally. Sorry. I respect it. I, you have, I mean, it's, it's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I respect, I respect but, your but, opinion. But, yeah, but my whole thing but, is, is, is just like, in certain situations, I defer to the natives or the experts. And in time, the natives have said no. And what natives were these? Other, like other, other like, rappers, I, I, social media people? Like, I don't know, because every other rapper I see, T.I. just did a thing the other night. Every nigga from Atlanta and surrounding it. Boosie was literally in a joint like T.I. the fucking king of the South still. Boosie said that on the red carpet the other night. So I, I, Boosie kissing ass because he, uh, hey, when, he, he did when, that weird shit on Vlad. When, when I look up and see it, and I just see what T.I. was able to do and the mountains that he was able to move. Like, the nigga literally said, he, I told you he did the interview where he was like, yo, when I started the king of the South, I went to everybody who was influential in the South. He's like, I went to Texas and talked with Pimpin' Them. I went to... Uh, Memphis and talked to Ball and G. He was like, I went over there and talked to them. I talked to Andre 3000. I talked to Luke in Miami. He was like, yo. And everybody was like, shit, nigga, you the king. You the king. Like, fuck, but you got to be ready because they're going to try to kill the king. It's like King of the South, Trap Music, Trap Museum alone. See, I just got to be on the Mount Rushmore. That's the way I view it. Now, again, you know, I might throw the Migos on there on a day. I might throw Future on there. I don't think Lil Baby has done enough to be in no, consideration. No, Lil Baby's not, 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 hasn't done enough. I keep it a buck with you. If it's anybody that I put on there on some, just putting them on there to put them on there, it's Andre 3000. Because outside of the fact that they did AT Aliens and he got on stage at the Source Awards and did the South Got Something to Say shit, Andre 3000 deadass never dropped a solo album and had the whole world moving to what was going on for his solo project. I'm not a person that believes that you can even separate the entity outcast. I don't I, I, just, I think it's impossible. But but people had this Because thing. people almost act like Andre 3000 did all this magical rapping and Big Boy was just along for the ride, and that's no. not what fucking happened. Andre, like, I th- I'll be honest with you. I think Big Boy was more of like a relatable He was character. the more front-facing yeah, member like of the group. Of a relatable character. But I think what happened was... I'm going to keep it a buck with you. At least this is the way I felt about it in my Philly brain. When Andre 3000 did Rosa Parks, it was like, oh, no, this nigga can rap. And then when they did the art of storytelling with Nas, mm-hmm. that kind of put him in like a different place of like, wait, did this nigga just outrap Nas on the artist? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And it was just like, oh, damn, Andre 3000 really nice. And as he got weirder, he got nicer. So all of the buffoonery shit, the the football pads, the fur pants, the wigs, all of that shit. Yeah, and it's like, and, and to his credit, we've seen all of that before. We saw that with yeah. Bootsy Collins and Parliament Funkadelic and fucking the Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. We saw all the crazy outfits and the all that shit. The funniest part is, you know, I was listening to in the gym today, uh, George Clinton mix. Like, yeah. I'm listening to all this par- parla- Parliament, Parliament Funk. Uh, I got this whole playlist with all that shit. I was listening to that shit crazy today in the gym. But I think at the end of the day... T.I., Jeezy, Outkast, Migos. You're not wrong with having these people in the ball game. Where does, where does the 
the contribution you made to future generations go into a Mount Rushmore spot, if any consideration? Like your I mean, tree. How much does your tree matter? It matters, but I'm going to be real here. We got mega stars that don't have a tree. And then we got people who aren't mega stars that have crazy trees. True. Like Snoop Dogg don't got like a crazy tree. But I think if we do a L.A. or a California Mount Rushmore, Snoop has to be on there. The Snoop Dogg's tree. I want to think about. Oh, that. I thought you was about to debate if Snoop's no, on no, Mount no, Rushmore. No, 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 no. I'm not crazy. All right, I'm not crazy. Come on now. All right. <laughs> no, I, I'm thinking. Out. I'm no, going to lay down. Dog like. pound. Warren G. Uh, dog pound. Warren G. Uh, I, game goes to Dre. Uh, Kendrick goes to Dre. Yeah, you like might Snoop be right. Bring us nobody in rap in like twenty five years. Like it's not, and that's not a not because Snoop is Snoop is the fucking uh, the master of ceremonies for WrestleMania. Yeah, like he's not even worried about this shit. No, that's but a that, good point you made. That's what I'm saying. Like certain people just not gonna have big trees by fruition. Where certain people because of certain placements they was in. Like I'll tell you who got a humongous tree just on some he was there and around for this shit. Bun B. Like, just by being a staple in that area, you're able to stamp uh, uh, Slim Thug. You're able to stamp Paul Wall. You able to, And you know y'all the first niggas out of Port Arthur. So it's yeah. just certain things like that. But I don't think anybody on a big scale looks at Bun B like this world beater. But if you do a Texas Mount Rushmore, UGK has to be on this shit. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, your tree matters but not so much as your contribution or your bodies of work. Like at the end of the day, T.I. got like one of the best rap albums I've ever heard in Paper Trail. This is true. Like, like and, and Paper Trail. I, I, I value King a little bit more over Paper Trail because I'm not, I'm I'm not going to hold you. I'm, when I hear Paper Trail, it sounds like the Carter Three. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I think Paper Trail was just phenomenal. But trap music to me, it's almost like True story. And tell me if I'm wrong. Reasonable Doubt, TM101, it's in that same vein where it's just like, you just had to be there yeah. when it came to fuck out. Before Blueprint, before the, 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 the recession and all these big records and all this shit that went all over the world, you just had to be there for this disc. Like, I can remember, like, niggas I knew who was doing shit. I can remember getting in one of my homies' cars, rest in peace. He had a CD called Trap Music. And I was like, is that T.I. album? He was like, no, nah, it's some shit off T.I. album, but it's just, just that shit I want to hear when I'm trapping. Because everybody was saying grinding back right. in the day. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, when trap music hit, it instantly just changed the verbiage of, like, earth to the point where niggas ain't been grinding in almost 30 years. Yeah, no, definitely niggas I, that, is not grinding That no Niggas more. was not grinding. Not no I'm more. I'm trapping, I'm jugging. Uh, that's what it was. Jugging is the new joint now. That's from, uh, uh, where is that from? From uh, the Ralphie the Jug Man from yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta. Like, so I just look at it in the grand scheme of things. I, I just think T.I. did so much, and he's such an integral part to the expansion of Atlanta. Because there were niggas in Atlanta that mattered and was, like, not trying to be funny, J.D. in Dallas, Austin, was huge out of Atlanta. Yeah. 
Dallas Austin was produced for TLC. JD had Usher and Mariah. Like, they were huge. But as far as the expansion of Atlanta, like how you said, they're the mecca of hip-hop now. I think T.I., because Outkast was out already. They weren't the mecca. I think T.I. and Jeezy and Gucci and Lute, they're the ones that was like, this is home of hip-hop. I think they were at the catalyst of that more than the other guys So were. with that in mind, let's take... Outcast and 3000 and Big Boy as an entity, and let's let's give them Godfather status. They're not even to be considered. Put them to the side, JD's to the side, because Jay-Z, JD has done an amazing amount of hip-hop work that nobody gives him credit for. Did y'all see the video that I sent y'all where he was going through the floppy disk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has I every watched, sound he ever used ever made, on yeah. floppy disk, and he's got, like, bins of them. Yeah. He's like, yeah, this is the song I did with Blackstreet. This is this Mariah. This is with Tevin Campbell. This is with Usher. I'm like, yo, he got every sound yeah. he ever used. JD's on, a musical genius. On floppy disk. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, put them guys to the side. And I guess we go from, you know, a post from, from I guess, 2000, modern era, 2000 to now. Who's the list? Excluding the all-time greats. So is it four? Four. T-I-G-Z. T-I-G-Z. Future. I, I know it might piss people off. I might put WAP on there because you don't get the Migos without WAP. Now, that's somewhere the tree matters so much. Because yeah. Gucci, for as, as nice as he was in the trap and the grime music of it, he never really hit that mega song status that T.I. and Luda were able to get. But Luda kind of like got out of rap and like went somewhere else. Arguably, in, in, in the trap music era, Gucci... Biggest song was Wasted, which was a big song, but not like it didn't take over Earth. And I keep it above you. I think Wayne helped yeah, more it, than anything. Because it, 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 yeah. it, it put that record in a certain light where it's like, oh, the best rapper in a lot of fuck with this bet. Let's get behind right. this and push this. They made it the official remix. But Gucci's biggest records all came later. Like Lemonade and all of that shit. Later, later. Yeah. Like post-jail, the 14th time later. Yeah. Like he, he the was kind of not the fat no more. Yeah, the yeah. Bruno Mars records and... Mm -hmm. The joint he did with Migos, uh, I Get the Bag, oh, and yeah. shit like that. All of those, all of his mega big records came way later than, um, you know, than like the, the trap era or whatever. But I think Gucci should be on the list. That's that's kind of who if, I'm advocating if, Honestly, if I do a Mount Rushmore where you have to, if you're going to grand godfather outcast. We're going to godfather outcast. T-I-G-Z, Gucci, Future. That's probably what I would do. And I understand Lil Baby. I understand the Migos. I Lil Baby ain't there yet. Migos is the only other argument. I understand CeeLo. I understand if motherfucker want to put CeeLo on that. I get it. I totally get it. CeeLo doesn't have a seminal rap album. I think they got Cell Therapy. But it's like, all right, so is it CeeLo? Is that CeeLo or is that Goody Mob? I think Goody Mob has a seminal album. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. And just Dungeon Family. I get it. Again, it, I think I think all of them should be godfathered in because they existed in an era where there was nothing else going they on. The they were the only part. game in town. Future's part of the Dungeon fan. Yeah. Crazy as shit. Yeah, meathead. Like, pause. Yeah. So I'm going to keep it a buck with you, and I like these conversations. I forced you to have it. You yeah, didn't want to. I did. I was, I was, I, I like the people would appreciate it. Yeah, I know. It's great content. I like them because one thing I had to like really understand growing up was it's okay to sometimes just... 
rest on your laurels and stand like yo this is what I, this is how I feel yeah. and when we were young I would watch muff I would watch a nigga tell me yo mace nice as shit cuz I thought mace was nice yeah. and then when like a nigga who was perceived as cooler coming in the room and be like, man, Jay on Mace ass. Mace trash. No, because Jay, man, Jay told that nigga yeah. to do Rolex diamond. Like, I saw niggas yeah. do yeah, shit Yeah, they wishy-washy. Like and me personally, I, I feel how I feel when it comes to this music shit. And I feel like my music opinion has merit because I've listened and know a lot of this shit. Yeah, you're a student of the game. And I remember having a conversation with somebody who was like, Bone Thugs and Harmony was trash. And I, I was just like, no, nah, don't do that. Like... Were they different? Hell yeah. But you got to understand, like, Twister was rapping fast. His original name was yeah. Tone Twister. Bone Thugs and Harmony was able to create a cadence in them rapping fast. With like, melody. With melody. That's, that's skill, dog. Like, that's not easy. So I just look at rap in a different way. And sometimes, because we have a tendency to do the, uh, what have you done for me lately shit. Yeah. With, especially with music. Where... Let's let's keep it a buck. Have you noticed that since Jay has hit like billionaire status in the last five years, there's every couple of months there's like a y'all know Kingdom Come wasn't trash. Yeah, it's like niggas look around and do that joint and be like nah. every six months. Yeah, like no nah, Kingdom Come was a bad album, but because Jay is in the Louvre every day, it's like maybe Kingdom Come was was it? I'm gonna go re-listen to. It's like that shit. Let me ask you something. What are your honest thoughts now, six, seven years removed from 444? I didn't like it when it came out, but that's because I wasn't in a place to really, really accept it. Have and you revisited it? I've revisited it. It's funny as shit. I revisited it maybe like eight months ago. And uh, no, it was recent. It was closer to that. Probably about four months ago when the whole Pusha T thing happened. Mm -hmm. Remember when they dropped the TikTok? Yeah. And I'm listening to the OJ beat and I'm like, let me go listen to 444. I was just randomly in my car one day listening to it, going to the gym, going to the store, whatever. And I'm listening to it and I'm just like, I think I got 444 in the place that you are now with Drake. You've done enough to just have the leeway to do whatever you want. But don't get mad at me when I don't look at this the same way I look at a blueprint or a volume. Right. I'm going to give you that grace, but then you got to give me that grace too as a fan. Yeah. This shit ain't Jigga Jay-Z. This shit really not even Hover. This is like... This is Sean Mr. Corey Carter. Carter. Yeah, like... <laughs> and... I watch a lot. I like. I watch buffoons try to make a a case for the album getting their lives together, and it's just like, no, it's not. If an album gets your life together, you are doomed for failure. Yeah, like, no, it's not. Like, it was Jay being in a new space, being in a new plethora of like dope ass shit, and talking about it. Yeah, I can't rap to y'all anymore about four point six Range Rovers when I buy boat tails. This is just dumb. I'm a family man. I love my wife. I have children. Like I'm a executive. But you but know, but it doesn't make for good rap material. Nah, I'm not gonna hold like, you. Four 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 to me was just like I got in the same place. I got like Collision Course, like the Lincoln Park yeah. album. Like I'm never really listening to this. Shit. When I think about um, you know, the reason why I asked is because I saw the other day Charlemagne said that he, they were talking about the Drake album. And he was saying like you know. 
um, you know, Jay May 444, he was like 45, 46 years old, whatever, whatever. That's not the same as being 36 or 37. I think there's undue pressure on Drake. Like, you know that, you know the hate is bad with even one of your, when your top haters is like, all right, y'all yeah. niggas hating too yeah. much. So he was basically saying, he was like, you know, he's like, but to that point, I think 444 is one of the most important albums in rap history, but it came later. And Jay's like, you know, catalog, his discography, his age, all of that. And I heard that and was like, no, the fuck is not. Like, I, I just don't think it's a very good album. Um, You know, as far as replay value and all of that, the story of OJ is what it is. There's a couple songs on there. But when I think about, like, a mature rap album that top to bottom, topical, uh, on par in terms of, like, lyrical ability, uh, enjoyability, and entertainment value, I think Life is Good and King's Disease 1. When I think about, like, mature rap albums that are still relatable and still give you I remember energy I, throughout. I remember I got a lot of flack on Twitter that day because I'm like, yo, Life is Good might be my favorite Nas album. And motherfuckers were so mad. Because, you know, I'm a Nas fan. Everybody yeah. knows that for, like, history. And I'm like, I'm going to tell you why I like Life is Good. AJ Brown might be off. As much as I liked Illmatic, and leading up to that, my favorite Nas album was Godson. Godson was like, I played Godson. I had the vinyl. I had yeah. the CD. I, Godson was a great Godson album. Godson was my shit. I like Life is Good because it was like Nas at an older level post-divorce, but it was still him having like that, that owl in the tree look on what it's like to right. be a young kid from the projects who's now in these situations that I'm like, even daughters where it's like, this is the shit I would have done when I was a teenager. But now since I'm a father, this shit is like, yo, what the fuck? Like mm -hmm. that was excellent. Uh, the Joan with, uh, Amy Winehouse. Like, like it was just like, yo, what the fuck? Like life is good. was just crazy. Good to me. Yeah. Bob baby is on that album. With Bob Aaron baby Hall. with the Aaron Hall. Sam like it, it, it was phenomenal. Life is good. Was my shit. King's Disease 1 is like, it's good. It's got some tracks on there. Life is Good was just nuts. Like, I really love that album. I think everybody's different. Everybody has a different ear. Everybody yeah. has things. Hit. Like, we talked about the other day, the lyrical, miracle, spiritual niggas don't want to hear Drake rapping about that phone log. Me, I hear the joint. I'm like, oh, Drake was running that fucking yeah. beat. Got some old hoes yeah, on the phone. Yeah, some old ladies <laughs> going there in the phone log. Um... <laughs> You know, we were having a conversation the other day. It was funny because my, my my man C, shout out to C, he hit me the other day and was like, yo, man, you always would talk about J albums and you would always say Black Album is J best album. And he was like, I'm listening to Black Album today, yo. And it like kind of hit me like, yo, every song on Black Album is a fucking mess. I'm like, not trying to be funny. And this is no knock to Reasonable Doubt or Volume 2. And I love Volume 2. Reasonable Doubt was J at his best best as far as like I'm a hustler nigga who got more money than y'all. Yeah. Cause that's what he was. And he was talking about the the overarching theme is the pain from the game. The pain from the game. The, the psychological trauma that is fucking imprinted on you of potentially having to fucking uh kidnap your man fucking baby mom mm -hmm. because he did some bullshit and all of that. And it's like those specific street tales is what uh Glues everybody to reasonable doubt. Because mm -hmm. yeah. y'all were lying. Because y'all didn't buy it when no, it first came fuck out. fuck no. And I look at reasonable doubt where it's like, if you can put yourself on, you know, 560 State, if you can put yourself in the Lexus, if you can put yourself in the Fedora, you get it. Mm -hmm. And you feel it and you understand it. For me, the Black Album 
was Jay-Z at a point of, I was making more money than all y'all niggas hustling, but now I'm making more money than all y'all niggas as an entity. And then I'm super produced. The Black Album had Pharrell, Kanye, Just, Timberlake. It's DJ just, Quick. I'm, I'm super produced, and I'm making more money than all the rap niggas. So I'm experiencing shit on a whole nother level. Yeah. That nigga really got on there and said, the Martha Stewart that's far from Jewish, far from a Harvard student, I just had, had the, the balls, balls to, to do, do it. it. And now I ain't through it, and I'm just EQing it. No, now I'm not through it, and in fact, I'm just previewing it. This ain't the show, I'm just EQing it. it. One, two, and I won't stop abusing it. Groupie girl, stop false accusing it. Back to the music. The Maybach group is translucent. I think we got a problem, Houston. Like, he was yeah. just talking nuts. And then I told my homie the other day, I'm like, I was in the gym the other day, and I put a lure on when I was sitting in the, in the sauna. If you really take, like, 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 take a lure in, that shit almost make you want to sell drugs. It's like, like, how the fuck did you just do this song? Allure almost feels like it should have ended reasonable doubt. Right. Am I tripping and thinking no, that? No, real shit. Like, that's Allure the- is such a perfect song. It fits on a lot of his albums. Dog. It fits on American Gangster. Dog. It fits on Reasonable Doubt. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, 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 it's it's like a, a time-traveling Dog. piece where it's like anywhere in his catalog that you drop this, it Dog. automatically increases the worth of that project. Dog. Like, PSA, What More Can I Say, Justify My Thug. Lucifer. Luce, it, it, I, I'm listening to it. And I'm just like, and then Allure at the end of that, it was just like, yo, Jay was on some nonsense. This is 99 <laughs> Problems on a Black Album? 99, it was, it was retarded. <laughs> December 4th, Encore, Changed Clothes. What was, more can I dog, say? Like, like, I, he had 14 missiles on that. Missiles, joke. straight missiles. <laughs> <laughs> straight missiles, dog. I'm like, yo, the Black Album to me was just incredible. And I know... A lot of Jay Z fans might not agree with that. I know the Black Album is going to be up there. It's but, uh, it's uh, it's pretty. It's universally regarded as top three. But top I've been four. in I've been in these situations where motherfuckers like, "What you mean? It's better than Reason." But I'm like, "Listen, I get it. I understand it. I just personally feel that the Black Album is his best body of work. That's how I feel. I'll take it a step further. Y'all can probably curse me out, tell you I'm tripping, whatever. I think American Gangster leapfrog Reasonable Doubt. Years ago, also, I, you, I you, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. American Gangster was one of those albums where, at the moment when it dropped, it was like I wasn't trying to hear it. Yeah, because that was during the split. Mm-hmm. Dame yeah. was done. Beans was the in fuck jail. is this shit? And I just was like, I heard ignorant shit, and I loved it. I loved ignorant shit. But then I heard the uh, the was lo- not lost ones. What was the other John from uh, American Gangster? Blue Magic. Blue Magic, and I hated that. I film. love Blue Magic. I hated it, and I just then I saw American Gangster, and I thought it stunk. <laughs> I was just like, I'm not feeling nothing. Then you found shit. out Frank Lucas was yeah, a lying piece just, of I, shit. I, just, I don't like any of this shit, man. And I kind of just was like, whatever with it. And after was it Blueprint Three came out after that? Mm-hmm. After Blueprint Three came out, and Blueprint Three was good to me. I thought Blueprint Three was real good. Very produced. Very super. Again, super produced. I went back to American Gangster and I started to just let it play, just let it rock. And then I'm realizing like, yo, he might be telling better tales on this Mm -hmm. than Reasonable Doubt. I don't think he has a song on there that can match feeling it or the evils. But the shit he's saying, 
It's up there. His rapping is like it's up there. It's like yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Like it was. It, he he was. Pos- it sounds like he's possessed yeah. on that <laughs> yeah, album, yeah. like with the trap demons yeah. or something like that. Because he's rapping and his specificity is so yeah. off the charts. Where you just like God. Damn, like every song is like yeah. that. I I I went back and I'm just like, damn, American Gangster like, was really really good. Think about Falling, like yeah. the, the like the fucking lyrical content on, on that fucking song. On uh, No Hook is on that album. Yeah, like No Hook was dope as fuck. Like he was spazzing. Yeah, nah, Jay. Jay it, we we were talking about it the other day because uh, Nori on his show they were talking about um, top rappers or whatever. He who did he have on there? Was it Yayo? I think it was Yayo. And he was talking about how L... No. Was it, it was Yayo or Shaq. One of them. Yayo, mm-hmm. Shaq, somebody. But they were saying how LL is like the dopest rapper ever to them. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, LL is one of them people where it's like, if you talk to somebody the right age, LL's the... you. There's nobody iller than LL. Yeah, for sure. And and really what it is is you have to talk to somebody who's old enough to where they'll refer to their best rapper as ill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> nobody's going to be like, no, future iller than all. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's got to be an old enough nigga that's going to be like, no, nah, he the illest nigga I ever heard. And I'm like, that right there is a real thing. Generation and circumstance yeah. matters. It matters in hip-hop and music more than it matters in sports. It's like, if you lived a certain life you're not going to understand what the fuck Scarface talking about. You really got to, like, understand Houstonomics to yeah. really, really understand, like, third ward lingo and what the fuck Scarface is talking about. Beans got it to where Beans could turn around and do. I sit alone in a four-corner room staring at hammers. He gets it. Yeah. Paranoia is creeping in. Yeah, I get it. But if you're Snoop Dogg and Warren G, nigga, all we do is party, dance, and fuck with the hoes. So (laughs) it's just, you know what I mean? It's just a whole different ball game. And I think certain people have the ability to bring you into their world better than others. And I think that's what makes a rapper live or stand the test of time. You could be a dope rapper. Like, you know somebody who I think is a dope-ass rapper? Royce the 5'9". I think he's phenomenal. But I don't think Royce the Five Nine can bring you into his world the same way that Cameron was able to bring you into his world. Yeah, I look at Royce, and I think Royce is, you know, is a is a perennial candidate for best rapper alive. But it's more so from like a spectator um, yeah. point of POV rather than like I want to like I I I'm immersed in all things like Royce when he drops an album. Like I just marvel at his ability, ability to put words roof. together. It's through the roof. Jordan Lucas is another one. Ability through the roof. But he can't bring you into his world the way Jim Jones can. Right. Jim Jones have you feel like you out there talking to the fiends yeah, and wiping Har- the rims Jim Jones the made motherfucking uh, Harlem Diary of Summer. Certain rappers are just good at that, at bringing you into their world. And to wrap it all up, when T.I. created the trap music Bowen Holmes, fourth world. Like, when he created that shit, it was like, yo, we in zone four with T.I. We yeah. walking down the street with PSC. Like, that's... It, like, juvenile and then with Magna. Like, it... I'm bringing you to where the fuck we be at. I agree with that. And the Atlanta scene, like, I remember it felt like... Think about when J.D. and Luda did Welcome to Atlanta. It was like, Welcome to Atlanta. You know, it was like a cool-ass record. You know what I'm saying? T.I., Jeezy, and Gucci kind of like built 
the trap of it. Like they absolutely built that shit to where it's just like, oh, I know what this mean, or I know what this, I know why this happened, or what this. Even down to the whole shit with Flip, like Ti, like no nigga, we we ride we riding around Cloverland, looking like <laughs> that shit was like a real thing. Yeah, I was out of his fucking. Yeah, I was mind. out of fucking control. So it was just like, yeah, man. End of the day, music is is uh. There's a lot of individuality in music, and we pretend like it's not. Yeah. For the sake of, I don't want to get on nobody's nerves, or I don't want nobody to feel no way, or I don't want nobody to view me as differently. It's just like, yo, you got to say what you like. My dad is a six foot five, 350 pound black man from North Philly. My dad listened to rock and roll. You would go down there, he'd be banging Bruce Springsteen, yeah, the David boss. Bowie, all that shit. I told you when Rick Ross came out <laughs> and he called himself the boss, my dad was like, who is this guy who called himself the boss? <laughs> <laughs> like, cause Bruce Springsteen the boss. That's real shit. That's funny. And he shit. said, "Who is this guy? I'm calling himself boss." Like, that's real. And you know, I grew up in one of those households where my my parents were old enough to where they listen to forty fives. You know, my dad would yeah. be basting Chuck Berry and all of that kind of shit. My mom would be listening to you know uh, Martha and the Vandellas or or the Supremes or you know all of this type of shit. And then we came along with our shit. And it's funny that we we hear. I was having a conversation with her the other day, and I'm like, yo, because I was listening to Prince all day the other I day. I get my Prince I was a dog. I was, as an adult, I, as a kid, right, I was super, I was Michael Jackson. I thought I was Michael Jackson as a kid. Uh-huh. And eventually, obviously, you know, I outgrew that shit. But, and I didn't really necessarily appreciate Prince in the moment because of the androgyny and some of the, like, boundary pushing shit that he did. But Why now- your at, nipples out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, are those, is, is that hair on your ass? <laughs> But, <laughs> but <laughs> Stop, video with a hairy ass and some don't give a fuck, and and fuck every woman on set hey, afterwards. <laughs> but, but 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 as an adult, the subject matter and the topical oh. the topical shit that Prince oh. was talking about, oh. I relate to oh. it far more oh. than I do Michael Jackson. Yo, true story, when I was a kid, I thought Little Red Corvette was about a car. <laughs> right. Nah, it's about a hoe. <laughs> you as fast as a Corvette, mama. You need to slow the fuck down. <laughs> she said, what did he say? Uh, uh, what was the line? He said, I started to feel nervous. Um, fuck, I can, it's like it's right there, but of course, since we record. And he said, um... Because I'm thinking about when doves cry, so I'm thinking about that melody. Little red Corvette. Baby, you're my stupid. What the Believe it or not, I started to worry if I had enough class. She said, but believe it, believe it or not, I started to worry if I had enough class, but it was Saturday night, so I guess that's all right. She said, baby, do you got enough gas? Oh, yeah. Chris <laughs> <laughs> was talking nuts. And Prince I was listening nigga, to all man. this Prince shit the other day. I'm listening to I Want to Be Your Lover and I Will Die For You and Purple. I'm just going through all this shit. And I'm like, yo, Prince is really dead. Michael Jackson is dead. Yeah. Tina Turner is dead. Dead. Aretha Franklin is Aretha's dead. gone. And I'm just like, yo, Prince is someone like that could play 14 instruments. Live 27. Sh- huh? 27. I'm just, just throwing <laughs> it out there. 27. Live shows through the roof. His ability to like 
create a world and bring you into it. And it's just like, I don't know if the younger people really know or understand. They don't. Yeah, and, and it's so crazy because... Write the song, produce the song, write the top line, do the melody, do all of the back lines, do the fucking oh. instruments, arrange the whole yeah. shit. She's going to sing this verse. Oh, he was directing and choreographing videos and shit. Like, you know, he won an a, a Oscar for Purple <laughs> Rain. Like, Prince was nuts. Yes. Nuts. And I, I, I read the John the other day, just on some, like, on some bored shit. I went and looked this shit up. I got to show you this shit, dog. You talk about, like, crazy-ass talent. Like, this is what you call all-out domination. And mind you... This is when Mike was the biggest nigga on the planet. Yeah. So, like you said, it kind of trumped what was happening. Where is it? Here we go. Purple Rain was Prince's first album to reach the number one on the Billboard 200. It spent 24 consecutive weeks in the number one spot and was present on the chart for a total of 167 weeks. When Doves Cry, Let's Go Crazy both reached number one. Purple Rain reached number two and I Will Die For You peaked at number eight. In 96, the album was certified 14 times platinum by the RIAA. It is Prince's commercial peak. Total sales standing at a little over 30 million records worldwide, making it one of the best-selling albums of all time. Prince won Grammy Awards for Best Rock Performance by a Solo, Best Rock Performance by a Duper Gruo, Best Score Soundtrack for Visual Media, and then he also went on to win an Academy Award for Best Original Soundtrack. The album at this point has sold over 35 million records worldwide and reached number one in several countries. And I'm just like, Doug, the nigga sold 30 million Records. records, yeah, won an Oscar and Grammy behind this album. They, it's inducted in the Hall of Fame and the Lifetime Registry yeah. and all that. And it's just like, I don't, I don't know if younger people really understand what Purple Rain is. I think there's a lot of, um, you know, all time great projects that are just missing in, and, like, and there, I, there's, I, there's no, there's no relatable medium to translate it to this new generation. But here go the craziest part, and this is the conversation I was having. We came along, like, I got on to rap in 92, 93. Like, I can remember one of my first rap songs I loved was Positive K, I Got a Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and it, I, I could be lying to go back and say, oh, no, I was listening to rap in 85. Nigga, I was three. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hate hearing niggas do shit like yeah. that. Like, a nigga was born in 87 and be like, no, nah, I, I remember when Rock Kim dropped. Shut your ass up. <laughs> you didn't remember nothing. It was 88. He was born in 87. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. But I remember like getting on the rap and like falling in love with Biggie. I tell you a true story. I used to think Biggie was two people because the first two songs I heard from him was "The Warning" and "Give, and me, the give me the Loot." I thought Biggie Smalls was, was a nigga yeah. named Biggie and a nigga named Smalls. <laughs> Dead ass. Yeah. Sounds nuts now, but think about listening. No, to I remember, but that was a talking point though in the nineties. Like, who's the other nigga on "Give Me the Loot"? I thought it was two people. Yeah. So it's like I remember coming into rap and like it was Biggie. It was. Wu-Tang, it was Snoop and Dre, you know what I'm and saying? And Nas. And Nas. The prior generation 
was Rakim, KRS-One, Big Daddy Kane, G-Rap, LL. LL was probably like a generation or two. Yeah. Because yeah, LL was, was 84, 85. All of them other guys was 87, 80, 88. 87, 88, which is the first golden era. And the older niggas from our block and down around the breezeway and all of that shit, they would tell us, no, Nas, Nas ain't fucking with Rakim. They would say shit like that. Mm-hmm. Biggie, cool, but Kane, man, Kane was that nigga. We went and found that music. I can remember my first time listening to Paid in Full. Where it was just like, yo, this Rakim nigga is really good. Yeah. I can remember my first time hearing my head is like a Sharks fan, LL. It was like, that wasn't my era, but we had to go back and find the music and we did it without MP3. Mm-hmm. We did it without streaming. We did it, we did it going to Armand's yeah. or going to Sounds of Upper Darby. Yep. Or borrowing your man tape yep. and dubbing the tape. Or going to Funko Mart and like all of these like That's little real. these places that and you can extract. And when it comes to the older from. music, I was telling her, we had block parties. Our parents had cookouts. Yeah. You would go to the cookout. It wouldn't be no fucking Tupac and Biggie playing in the cookout. Yeah, you ain't hearing your music. You would go to the cookout and hear Frankie Beverly and Maze. You would hear the Gap Band. I can remember yep. the first time I heard Outstanding at my uncle's house. Outstanding. I'm like, yo, this, this is cut. This is a cut. <laughs> this That's is the a, first Charlie this Wilson. Is a, this is a cut. Like, what is this? Like, but you learned all of this shit from the people before you listening to their shit. Mm-hmm. You get in my mom's car, you would hear Prince. You would hear Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder. You get in my dad come there. Let me get the tape out here to show you something. You, you ain't never heard motherfucking uh what was my dad's shit? Um fucking Pink Floyd. Uh, no, no, <laughs> what the fuck was the group he like? Um fuck. Uh God damn it. They shit is like right there. Cameo. Like oh, yeah. yeah no, you never heard the cameo. Like, like that was real. So it's like now. Everything is just this drill shit. And it just be like, I know 40-year-old niggas who's listening to drill music. And it's just like, why are you? Cameo fun fact. You know candy is about sniffing cocaine? Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with candy, guys. (laughs) I found that about seven years ago. I was distraught. There's a lot of songs like that where it's like it's got a... He's veiled messages. but And that is the magic of music from the 70s and the 80s -hmm. and shit like that in the 90s. We can't tell you we drug addicts. Yeah. We it's it's veiled like now motherfuckers is I'm getting high as shit. I just put the coke yeah. on the table. I just sniff full yeah. lines and it's yeah, just man. like damn. Leave a little something to the imagination. Like so the the creativity is for sure lacking. Yeah, man. I, I just e- even the other day I was bored. I watched the uh the thriller documentary on uh the creation of the thriller video yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You know John Landis did the the directing or whatever and. They were showing the choreographing that went on for Thriller and for Beating and shit. And it's just like, yeah, like, it was a hundred motherfucking dancers in this rehearsal getting that Thriller shit together. Mike popping his head back and him learning. You know, it's funny. Fun fact. You ever watched the Beat It video? Hell yeah. You remember the nigga in the white outfit that was standing next to Mike? That's the choreographer. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he's the one that was putting all the dance steps together. So late, I remember telling niggas that in the barbershop and like re-watching it where you looking at him instead of Mike. Yeah. He fucking it up way more. It's my routine. It's my shit. Yeah, it's my routine. That nigga was down there on the ground when <laughs> yeah. he was doing the lead. <laughs> he nice as shit with it. But it's like, yo, it was so much artistry. That went into like a song becoming a song back in Real the day. Shit. You know, like they they credit Michael Jackson with like he was the first one that was able to use the music video as means for promotion. Yeah. 
that and it's so crazy to think about that, but like that wasn't a thing before Michael Jackson yeah. did it with Billie Jean and shit. Have you ever seen um the videos from the uh We Are the World sessions and yeah. you see Mike coming there yeah. and put every you uh -huh. you do you get in there, get the fuck out and like and you see somebody him had a TikTok the other day where it was like Mike trying to hold his disgust and there's all these different clips of people studying and practicing yeah. lines, and you see Mike in the background just <laughs> like the little baby yeah. just looking at niggas. <laughs> Like, and, it, and like it kept popping, like the little bubbles on the screen. Like I wonder where Tito at with my car. <laughs> <laughs> like, stupid. Mike came in there and put that whole shit in put proper the whole perspective. Together. Yeah, you, you, Cindy Lauper, you fucking all up. Yeah. I don't know what you doing. Somebody asked me this the other day. What's the greatest seven minute song that was ever created? Lenny Williams, because I love you. I, 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 I said Lenny Williams because I love you. We are the world. Alicia Keys, you don't know my name. And what was the other one we landed on? I, I would put uh, Self Destruction on that list. That was a good record. I was going to say The Message. The Message, too. Grandmaster Flash. We should put that on Patreon. Yeah. Best seven minute record of best all time. Best seven minute record of all time. But I, I, my, my, my holy ass, he was like, What's the best seven minute record of all time? He, was, he said the same shit because I love you, Lenny Williams. I'm like, I would say We Are the World. He was like, That's the shit I be talking about. What <laughs> you <laughs> Always just got go somewhere. I was like, we in the world in seven minutes. What the fuck? Everybody's gonna be on the world. Like, but no, nah, the uh music is just it's always a fun conversation. It's a fun conversation, it's um it's a passionate conversation, it's an exhausting conversation because at the end of the day, none of us are right. No. We all it's all it's subjective, opinion. we all have our fucking opinions, we all remember certain times and places when we were certain places and a song rang off or we was dating this girl at this time or uh, we just got out for summer break and like it's just all of these memories that be tied to music because it's a soundtrack of our lives. So day. none of this shit, even when we get out of our body arguing about it, it's never personal. It's just it's just that's what music does to people. The other day uh, when I was walking in the gym, have you ever heard Sum Forty One Fat Lip? Yeah. We like having fun at other people's expense and cutting people down is just a minor offense. And that shit came on when I walked in the gym. I was like, yo, I haven't heard this song in years. And the guy was like, you know about this? I'm like, yo, I was in summer school. Ninth grade, I failed Spanish. Every fucking morning going to school, I had a purple, you remember when CDs had color? Mm -hmm. I had a purple CD that my man C had made. It had a bunch of songs on it. And he accidentally put <laughs> that on. There was yeah. a bunch of rap shit. And it had this one ass, if anybody's listening, it's called Fat Lip by Sum 41. Yep, I remember that and shit. And it was on that mix. <laughs> and for whatever reason, I fell in love with it because it was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. But that shit was all of that. But I walked to the gym the other day and that shit came on and I was like, yo, I haven't heard this record in years. And it's like, it instantly took me back to going mm -hmm. to summer school in ninth grade. Yeah. That's ha that happens. That's a real thing. So if it, it, it I, I know I got a homie that he'll argue music with you, but he done been to jail twice. Right. And he'll be like, nigga, if you missed 07, <laughs> what the fuck is you gonna argue with me about little Wayne? <laughs> like, this is just dumb. No, Wayne overrated. <laughs> but you weren't here. You missed it. Like, so yeah, music is gonna always be personal. And I think people need to understand that. There is no right or wrong. There's no, there's nothing that etches Biggie in as the best rapper ever, outside of just your opinion. It's just how we feel. It's, it's no different than when you, when you, when you dating multiple women. The only thing that make one different than the other is how you feel about how it. How you feel? That's all. That's all the fuck it is. You got anything else over there? Uh, I think you said you had something else. Yeah, the few, we did that. Uh, 
No, I think I think we had a nice tight show, man. I don't okay. want to muddy up the waters with all this other bullshit. I don't care about Logan Paul and Dylan Dennis that yeah, much. Yeah, I didn't even watch it. I, I've given up on the Logan Paul shit. The the what I'll say is this. What I will say about it is this. The 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 build up and all the WWE promos that they cut leading up to the fight was better than the fight. It's always like that. D- boxing is in the goddamn D- Dylan Dan is through like ten punches the yeah, whole they, fight. They they're literally making a mockery of boxing and they're just allowed to do it because they're white. Yeah, like that's just a long and issue. because it makes money. That's it. You're white and people gonna tune in because you're white mm-hmm. and yeah. Real quick, last time before we get out of here, Drake said my young is rip- richer than you rappers and they all stream and he was not lying. Did you see Kasanat bore Aiden Ross two, uh, two APs? APs yeah. He bought him a $100,000 AP last year for his birthday. So he came back and bought him $200,000 APs for his birthday. He's just like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. Like, I'm just like, dog, my young is richer than you rappers and they all straight. Did you like, see the video of Kai reacting to that yeah. when he heard it? He was like, it's like, yo, yeah, yeah. what? So, so it's like, it's a moment like that. And then we can rap on this. It's a moment like that where Kai is generally ecstatic. In the moment for being recognized for you know for what he's done, that makes the shit that Joe Budden did last week that much more nastier mm. to me because you named names and pointed fingers and all of that and tried to step on these kids because of some over some 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 unreasonable music expectation that you put on a motherfucker that he didn't even put on himself right. to the point where you pointed fingers and named names and tried to step on on these kids that fuck with you that look up to you all in the name of trying to get a music critique off right. that shit was strange to me yeah uh i saw yadi was in a store and they was talking he was just like yo Kasanat got more money than like 90 percent of these yeah, he's, he's like, like Eddie Ross, all of them he was like they they just they, and i didn't realize just how powerful the streaming shit really was till i was reading a breakdown from forbes and again y'all go to hakeem's <laughs> almanac I, I was looking at Forbes, and forbes is like yo you got streamers out here that are making like five to ten million dollars a month yeah. They said it was showing like one little kid, the Asian kid, he do like YouTube streaming. This nigga make $25 million a year. He like six. Damn. Like a six-year-old Asian young boy. 25 M's a year just streaming on YouTube. Because they were showing how people be hitting the job, yeah. but to pay yeah. you now. The- yeah. 25 M's last year. Six years old. His parents sitting there, but his mom and dad with Louis Vuitton and everything. He's like, yeah, no, I'm proud of our boys. <laughs> the golden child. <laughs> They got Louis shit that ain't even drop. Y'all sitting there in the picture. I'm like, yo, what the fuck, man? Six years old, $25 million. That's lit. You know, kids watch kids do shit on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Play with toys. Try That's to put what he Legos do. together. He play with toys, play with games, all that shit, and other kids watch it. Craziest shit ever. You just put that play like us on. watching Peyton Full, right? <laughs> <laughs> that shit is Peyton Full to the kids. Like, this shit is crazy as fuck. Dame is making Peyton Full, too. Do you care? About what? Supposed to be about um, the subs, the next generation of hustlers after uh, Rich and Poe and uh, Az Faison, uh, Kevin Kevin Charles, Kevin Charles, some Jersey guys and somebody. Else. I keep it a buck, and I know we said we was going in, but we we keep going. <laughs> Dame Dash paid in full, like for as goofy as as the Rock of Film shit. Was with like Peyton Fools a crown jewel with Paper Soldiers and State Property. I watched Paper Soldiers the other night. I cried so hard, man. Peyton Fool is a really good film. It's cinema. Like it's like Peyton Fool legitimately could go into like the registry. But do you know the difference between Peyton Fool versus all of the rest of that shit that were just movies? 
it was a real production mm-hmm. attached to the shit, and you had people that were there that were willing to tell Dame sit back and shut the fuck up. No, you had real <laughs> actors. You had Makai yeah. Fife and Wood Harris yeah. as like your leads, and then Cameron was able to just embody muster that up character. The, the, yeah. the, the, Role of a lifetime. It's just like, goddamn. Like, but think about it. You got what's her name is in paid in full. Uh, uh, Makai's sister. Um, oh, uh, Regina Hall. Regina Hall. Like, it's real live people yeah. in that. Like, Sean McBride is like, it's a real live film. Mm-hmm. So paid in full. It wasn't just Sparks. And you know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? It wasn't who at, who at the office yeah. today? <laughs> yeah. Getting the getting the school bus. We about to go shoot this movie real quick. Yo. What's Mark say? He said, you think you're about to rob me in a pink fucking robe? He said, all right, you got it. You got it tonight? <laughs> you got it tonight. <laughs> was funny as shit. As I just knew Sparks did. was about to be the biggest act. I, th- I thought Sparks was going to be Denzel Sparks Washington after state shit, property. Bro. I, I, I don't know why, but I, I thought Sparks was on his way. That nigga, he's funny as fuck in the movies, man. He was hilarious. He said, he said, he, the nigga he robbed the wrong thing and robbed the nigga. He said, hello? Yeah, he getting robbed. He called you back. <laughs> Sparks was funny as shit, but yeah, no. Paid in full one was a that's a crown jewel. I I don't need to. See I mean, that you don't I, a certain shit you don't even mess with. Yeah, you just don't. You just leave it. Or alone. if you're going to do it, call it something else. Yeah, to where it's like yeah. we don't even attach the expectation. Yeah. Call it, call it two. Yeah, <laughs> what two? <laughs> what two? Just you call it two, two, two. Yeah, T W O T O O T O. Just yeah, call it yeah, two. Yeah. Like, but paid in full two. Um, I, I hate when rappers do it when they go back and revisit some shit. Yeah, like Jeezy did the recession two and. Rick Ross did Port of Miami, Port of Miami too. too. It's like, you can't live up to that. Because yeah. it's like, we don't feel the same about the no. music to begin with. We don't view you in the same light. Yeah. It's impossible. You're just not going to, no, it's no point. Just call this some other shit. Maybe the album, that, some other some shit. Other hit. Yeah, some new shit. This my new shit. Straight up. This my new shit. Watch how I do shit. Yeah, but I got nothing else, man. We, uh... We we'll be back later on this week. Go get your tickets. What's it? What's the link? Universe. Universe. Dot com slash trpe slash trpe live show December seventeenth. We're gonna have some fun. We out. Peace. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba.